Welcome to April's Own Memorial Stadium on a beautiful fall afternoon for the 134th Bronze Turkey Bowl game between the Monmouth College Fighting Scots and the Knox College Prairie Fire. I'm Sean Temple alongside Mr. Brent Dugan. How you doing, Doogie? Yeah, what a great day. I mean, for football, you're talking November 11th, right? This is still November yeah. 11th, correct? Because it doesn't appear that uh, or doesn't feel like a November 11th day. You and I have done a couple of those games where we're shutting the windows and turning the heater on, but uh, today we could actually have the window open and probably get through most of the day. There, there was snow. I did not do last year's game. I think, I think I was trying to think of where I was at for the Turkey Bowl last year. I think I had the West Central semifinal game, uh, eight-man football. So I didn't get a chance to do the Turkey Bowl, but I know talking to Vanessa and Todd Wetterling, it was snowing during that. They one. were cold. I remember yeah. uh, talking to Vanessa later on, and she said, "I've never been so cold in my entire life." <laughs> No heat over there in the uh, the Knox College press box, apparently. That, that school over there? You mean <laughs> the school, school over there? school over there. Did not have heat in the press Sorry, box. I'm talking <laughs> like a alum. Sorry, I got to get my radio hat on. It's, it's Turkey Bowl Day. You're a Monmouth College alum. You've coached here. You have every right to uh, <laughs> be a little favorite today, for sure. Uh, should be a good one today as far as Turkey Bowl goes. Uh, Score-wise, it hasn't been – it just has not been a good rivalry the past 23 years. The Scots have won 23 of these games in a row. And when you talk – Rivalry football, that's got to be the oddest thing, maybe oddest stat as far as rivalries go. 23 straight wins in a rivalry game. And we always say throw the throw the records out. And it just, it, yes, you can throw the records out the window. Uh, it, there usually is a better competition in the first quarter. In the last how many games, yes, Monmouth has just uh, just got themselves ahead of the sticks and ahead of the and, – and let's go back to that. Knox has a different style now. Mm-hmm. Chris Willard has a triple option that he brings to the game, which is not one of those popular offenses now, but it used to be back in the mid-'80s, and I hate to which say that. Which makes it odd to game plan again. Yes, so game plan is discipline today. you got to be disciplined on the Monmouth College side. Knox, you're going to bring something to the table that hasn't been seen since a ripping offense of three years ago, four years ago, that you just don't see that often. And it's discipline football that you got to have on the on the on the defensive side of things. Otherwise, you're going to have big problems today. On paper, the Scots still have a chance to win the Midwest Conference. They need to win today and have Illinois College get beat by Beloit. Beloit is two and seven overall. Illinois College is eight and one. So you're telling me there's a chance. Telling me uh, dumb and dumber right there, right? But <laughs> More importantly, I, was, I had some guys in the store, and, and, and Nate was in there today or in there the other day. We were talking about, hey, can we? Coach Brown was even in and got a Turkey Bowl shirt for his family and himself. I'm sure he's not wearing it today. I hope, <laughs> hope he is. I'll give it. That'll give us a plug. But uh, MC Sport did some Turkey Bowl shirts today or for the week for today. But uh, more importantly, I got to talk to Coach Brown. I'm like, can we send some of the players to Beloit or I see wherever that game's at? Just help out. That's a great it. idea. I, I come up with one every now and again. <laughs> but they, they need to take care of business here. Um, obviously, if look at the other end of the stick. What if Mama loses today? That's all irrelevant, right? That yeah. puts, that puts uh, kind of, well, actually, they're still in the bowl then. They'd still yeah, be in the either, bowl. They're yeah, either way, for. they go to the bowl because they, they win. really have nothing to play for other than pride. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and it's senior day. So you got the Turkey Bowl day today. You got at least a, a glimmer of a hope to win the conference and go to the NCAA tournament. And it's senior day. You went through senior days. I, I went through senior day, a senior day in high school. You went through senior days in, in, in uh, high school and college. Just that makes it a special day. It, it sure does. And I remember, you know, during the course of the game, you don't really recall that. You kind of recall it. Once it's done, it's done. 
Um, and let's just think about this. You're playing Division Three football or Division Three baseball, track, whatever you're playing. Once that end comes to an end, you don't get the Alex Tanny tryout with uh, the Dallas Cowboys or, you know, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. You, don't, you just don't get that. Um, it's not typical anyway. So that's the end of your career. Now, granted, you'll have the old softball leagues and, and yeah, I mean, that kind of stuff to prolong your extended Football is a different animal. You can't play pickup football. Exactly. And, yeah, I know the Olympics is coming out with flag football now. But, old, there you go. But is that, you know, I, I don't know how <laughs> deep this goes or how far it goes. But more importantly, Carter Boyer, and, and yeah, it's a team game, but he's got some individual stats that are becoming nicely ranked. School history, he's putting on himself. And who's getting who? He's going he's gonna to get honored later down in his career as being a, a guy that uh, gets to talk on a Saturday on homecoming weekend uh, with just the stats he's brought to the table. And we keep talking about those week in and week out. Once it's a career stat that he's put together, it's, it's unbelievable what he's done. And the names he's passing, uh, fifth on this status, second on this status, nationally ranked in this status. I mean, what a great year he's put together, just not only this year, but a great career. Absolutely. I got a chance to talk to head coach Chad Brown about all of this. Uh, I didn't get a chance to, excuse me, I was on vacation this week. Vanessa Wetterling got a chance to talk to head coach Chad Braun about uh, Senior Day and the significance of the Turkey Bowl. We'll come back with that pregame coaches interview in 30 seconds. This is the Kellogg Printing Company pregame show. Kellogg Printing Company Incorporated has been on Public Square in Mama since 1924. Kellogg Printing is a full-service commercial printer serving local and nationwide clients. The game powered by the Greater Warren County United Way, where 100% of your donations directly impact our local communities. And Brent and I, as always, broadcasting from the Vic Royce Furniture Broadcast booth. We'll come back with that pregame coaches interview in 30 seconds. Welcome back to April's Zone Memorial Stadium. Monmouth College, Knox College, 134th Bronze Turkey Bowl. Monmouth College just now taking the field to the uh, to the bagpipes, which is always a special thing anyway. Oh, it is, too, especially to an alum that you've heard it numerous times. It never gets old to me. just never gets old to me. He gathered up in the end zone for the uh, traditional Monmouth College pregame uh, pregame deal. We're getting ready for our national anthem here. So before we get to our national anthem, let's talk about the keys to the game. Brought to you by Midwest Bank, your locally owned community bank, investing in you. Member FDIC broadcast partner Brent Dugan. What's the keys to a Scots win today? Well, I, I'm not as worried about the offensive side of the day as I am more so the defensive functionality of how you got to be disciplined today. If the defense, you know, Knox brings a little bit, like we talked about a little bit in the pregame. They got that triple option um, offense, and I am, I, I am, I can tell you this. I can be in their playbook right now because that's what I used to run back in the old glory Knox. Oh, this is going to be good today. Though. Yeah, I might be able to shed some light on that. But more <laughs> importantly, you have disciplined football on the defensive side of things. So if we can stay disciplined, sound, disciplined, sound football, we can play that kind of football, we'll be just fine. Um, I'm college will be, but if they get to where their eyes creep, they get that, to that eye candy, you just go to a different route and not take care of what you're responsible for. It's going to be a long day. Yeah, interesting game today. I know Cale uh, uh, Williams went out early last year, early, early last year, and it, it really got away from Knox. He stays in the game. Who knows? could be a decent game. Correct. Let's get to our national anthem brought to you by Dane Fine Coffee. It's not just good. It's Dane Fine. And we're going to uh, – usually it's loud enough here at April's Old Memorial Stadium. We're going to give you folks a listen to the Monmouth College Pep Band for today's national anthem. Thank you. 
wonderful rendition of our national anthem by the Bombay College Pep Band. They've done such a uh, fantastic job as they kick into the school fight song. I see uh, Brent Dugan over here dancing along to it. Very nice. <laughs> yeah, you won't watch that for very long, will you? <laughs> all right, let's get to our sponsors today. <laughs> Uniform sponsors, MC Sportmore, your home for all your sports equipment, team apparel, hats, hoodies, polos, footballs, bats, gloves, and much, much more. MC Sportmore. Dot com. We got a chance to uh, kind of kind of make it our home for uh, an hour on Saturday mornings before Scott's home games. We appreciate you uh, accommodating us and, and uh, get a chance to talk to coaches and just talk to football. Yeah, hey, great feeling, a great start to uh, how we do things uh, on our on our Saturdays. I guess it's always something to look forward to, um, and, and actually not look forward to just football. Right, we're looking forward to uh, Coach Woodard and his December second date of inner inner or inside track. So that kind of stuff just brings a whole set of light on mom college sports all around and obviously gets us kicked off to the actual kickoff to the football game. The Scots in their uh, home red jerseys with the white numbers, white pants with the red trim down the side, white helmets with Scots across the helmet, the uh, the Knox College Prairie Fire and the purple pants, the gold jerseys with the white numbers. That's going to be a lot of fun today with the uh, gold jerseys and white numbers. I own no purple. <laughs> I own zero purple. <laughs> Sorry. We have the, uh, I got to get that hat off. Okay. okay. I'm done. <laughs> you, uh, I said you're allowed. It's the Turkey Bowl. You're, you're an alum. You, you had a had a, a excellent baseball career. You've coached here. I mean, it's hard to get out of your blood. It, it is. It is. And Blood's talk, red, not we talk, purple. <laughs> we talk about that cross-town rivalry. <laughs> uh, Coach Sander, you know, he still lives within us, right, even though he's passed on. And, and uh, we obviously honor him um, each and every day I, I talk. As a coach, I, I reflect on what he told me and how he how he made me grow up as a young man or you know, kid into being a young man. So uh, yeah, we always kid around about that, but there is there is some of that stuff that I have tr- I have trouble breathing that out. You know what I mean? I <laughs> I, I hold it in, and, and obviously uh, there's there's some respect on the other side too. I mean, I have some good friends that I I um, can call great friends that went to Knox and. And Jeremy Klein's one of them that I can, I oh, can sure, mention. Oh, sure, sure. Uh, he's he has a great career at Country Financial, and we get time to time we play golf together. And if you don't think we get to stick <laughs> each other with a couple punches about the old Knox Mama's rivalry, and I, honestly, ongoing, we we every now and then I'm saying, hey, when's the last time Knox won a football game against Mom? Every now and then I'll stick that in, in in his side. But you know what? If it happens to go the other way, I'm sure he's gonna have some texts come my way. 23 straight wins in this rivalry for the uh, for the Monmouth College Fighting Scots. 134th Bronze Turkey Bowl. 23 straight wins for the Scots. That puts them ahead in the series. 73-50 with 10 ties. At one time, this was 50-50 and 10. Isn't that unreal? <laughs> it's unreal. The Scots will kick off. That is uh, Alec Hessen kicks off out of bounds at the well, 15-yard nice line. That's not an ideal start for uh, Alec Hessen. Is, uh, he's kind of looking towards the sidelines and and that will give Knox excellent field position at the 35 following the penalty. That'll bring out the uh, Knox College offense. So talk about the, the Monmouth College defense, your defensive lineman, Anthony Sakakis, Jeremy Jeremiah Hardnett, and Nick Serrano. Linebackers, Tevin Baker, Tanner Tomoski, Caleb Endicott, Jeremiah Glenn Lewis-Charles in the uh, starting lineup at linebacker this week. Your defensive backs, Nick Harris, Andre Barnes, Rocky and Spinks, who had a great game last week for Monmouth College, and then somebody, Michael Lord, is on the uh, two deep, but uh, I believe that is going to be uh, Kevin Sylvian. 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 Is that 15 or 5? That is Andre Barnes. Never, Excuse me. Andre Barnes is out there. 
on uh, as his uh, defensive back taking taking. Oh, Andre Barnes is in the starting lineup. I don't know. Let's take a look out there and see who's who's taking Michael Ward's spot. Like he got hurt. Yeah, Derek Chandler. He was number two on the depth chart. Mammoth Roseville product. Good to announce his name. You know, yeah. the Mammoth Roseville guy. So yeah, he's done a great job on special teams. He certainly has. He made a couple of those tackles and. Obviously, with him being in the program for the last couple of years, he's, he's getting to know the system very well. First play from scrimmage, a two-yard game for Knox. It'll be second and eight on their own 37-yard line. Williams will keep. He's got a first down out over the 45-yard line out to the 49. That'll move the sticks. Again, uh, listening to Coach Braun in the pregame interview, this game last year, Knox moved it right down the field on their first possession, didn't get the score. As uh, this was a 56 nothing win by Monmouth College last year, but they moved it down the field, and then Williams got hurt. Yeah, and, and of course, you saw the, the discipline that uh, Monmouth College is going to have to work. You know, that word might get old today. <laughs> um, but they came out and ran that uh, two-yard dive. And then in this kind of offense, that's acceptable because they want to establish inside. They want to get your, eye, as I said, eye candy. They want you to get, get you to look at that. They want you to see that type of, uh, run option is okay. Get your eyes into the middle, and they'll start popping the outside and in the run game. And you saw the quarterback turn the L-shaped corner. Chandler gets a piece of that tackle there, but after seven yards, it's into Scott's territory now, down to the 44-yard line. It'll be second and three. Big dose of Williams here, right out of the gate, and looking at the season four, Kale Williams. He is at 978 yards. So if He's got probably at least 22 on this drive, so he's probably over 1,000 for the season, which is just odd anymore for, for quarterbacks. Right. Time it's a pitch, and slipping down behind the line of scrimmage at the 45, that's going to be a loss of one. It'll be third and four. And I will say this about triple option football. If they get behind the, the uh, down marker, once they get behind the down marker, then it becomes a different offense. And when it becomes a different offense, they're not as comfortable and, and then all of a sudden you can kind of pin your ears back. And we, we talk about that uh, front four of Mom's College day in, or week in, week out. And obviously they have established themselves as a very stubborn defense. So it brings on a new element to the game and the game plan. First third down of the ball game, third and four, the pitch, 45. Great job of stringing it out. Great job of stringing it out. It's going to be two yards short. Gain of a couple there down to the 43-yard line. It'll be fourth and two. Interesting decision here. Offense, I think, stand on the field. Why not, huh? Right, exactly. And in, in this kind kind of game, it's uh, I don't know. You're trying to establish a little bit of, um, of yeah. Hey, we're tougher than you, and let's see what, what we can get done right here. Either way, right? I mean, Mom College wants to stop them, and Knox wants to uh, continue this drive. Fantastic crowd looking over the uh, Knox College way. They're filling up the bleachers on the other side and looking out the window here. A great crowd for Monmouth College. Fourth and two. Big play here with 11.40 left in the first quarter. Williams will Pull keep. Back. He's got oh, it. Yeah, Inside good the 40 down to the 38-yard line. That'll move the sticks again. So when we talk discipline football, let's just explain that one minute. So they got triple option. They got three guys. Fullback, quarterback, and then the pitchback. No matter which way you go. So the discipline football part is it might be Hartnett one minute, you got the fullback. You're going to have the fullback all day. You're hitting him every single play. And then what the quarterback's going to read on the reverse side is what is the end doing or the tackle doing? So if the tackle takes my fullback, my next read is the, the outside, in this case, defensive end, is what I'm going to read. Is he going to take the pitchback or is he going to take me? 
he takes me, then I'm pitching him. He doesn't take me, I'm running. Williams coughs it up after a couple-yard game. Picked up by the Scott. Cooper's down the right sideline. Tanner Tomas gets a 30. Ah, he's going to be caught from behind at the 15. But what a return. <laughs> Holy cow. What a turn of events there. It looked like uh, Williams owing the flags. Is that... That looks like it's going to the return's going to come back probably. I'm thinking it's post post uh, turnover, I believe. I think there's a hold or something right there, blocking the back. Somebody kind of looked like they went flying forward or backward. Didn't look right after the run. Boy, Tanner Tomoski, hey, he uh, he had end zone on his line. That wasn't a bad return there. Did you see how big his eyes got? I mean, I can see him <laughs> pop out of his helmet when that ball was laying on the turf. Yeah, it just it, it rolled, just popped right out from behind. Williams, so it was fumbled forward. He looked like he had enough for the first down, plenty for the first down. This is going to be a problem. We don't have a football to play with. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> the caucus is going to get the uh, the penalty on the uh, on the hold, so it's going to come back from the 41. It'll go back to the 26-yard line, but the first turnover of the game by the Knox College Prairie Fire, and again, they were, they were moving it. That was the first down. Williams just got a pop from behind. Right. You know, I, I said in the keys of the game, I'm not worried about Mama's offense. I, I as long as they don't play like they did in the second half of Lake Forest, I felt like we were just a little bit uh, kind of hanging on. Complacent. Yeah. Um, hey, we're just going to do this. We're going to be very Manoa, Vanilla. And, you know, I think we need to spice it up a little bit, get some guys uh, involved in this game. Boyer flips it outside, arm complete at the 30 yard line. That is Ian Castellanos. Like I said, get guys off the game. Castellanos, we haven't called his name. No, I was just had to look down at my sheet. Haven't seen that much out of Ian. Is that maybe his maybe his first? That's his uh, second catch of the year. He did get one earlier this season. Castellanos. We did not know that was going to happen. A senior getting some time. (laughs) Yeah, a gain of four there. Second and six. uh, Flag on the. Yeah, Thornton moves. That's going to be a false start. So that's going to take away the four yard gain. It'll be second and eleven now. Well, the Scots first penalty again. Now the knock the uh, Mammoth offense. Quarterback Carter Boyer, Dylan Bone, your uh, H back. Tailback is McCade Brooks, South Fulton product. Your wide receivers Nate Thornton, Brendan Bishop, and Jackson Bergren. Your lineman Colby McMillan, Tyreek Tripp, Mikey Benzia, and Derek Brown and James Connor. Your sponsor, your uh, starting lineup sponsored by your Mammoth area McDonald's. Now hiring. Check to see what openings are available at your local McDonald's. Second and 11 for the Scott. Back to pass is Boyer. Looking down to his left. Throws a deep ball. He's got, got a man at the 30-yard line. Caught 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Scott. I almost said it, Sean. I didn't. I, I, yeah, after the mouth, it's easy to talk about the game. But there's a size advantage with Jackson Bergen. Knox is taking their taller uh, cornerback, which is number 12, Colin Fittingsmeyer. Uh, Meyer, 6 one but on the other side, you got a 5'8", 5'9", guy, Jackson Bergeron, who picked your poison, right? <laughs> right. And great job. You can't pass the ball better than that. Wow, that was a nice ball up there by, by Phillip, Carter Boyer. Rivers. I mean, uh, Carter <laughs> yeah. Boyer. That's right. That's a long sidearm throw. Man. It is, too. That's our first uh, Robert Thompson trucking touchdown for all your rock, sand, dirt, and green. All he needs called Robert Thompson trucking. At 768-2697. Place kicker is... Is Cody Zelk back doing some place kicking today? I know he's been doing some punting, but he's back doing the place kicking. It's good enough his name and nothing against Alex Hessen. We definitely called him. He did a great job. He did a fantastic job throwing in, but uh, 
our our Zelk name or the one the household name we're, we're kind of used to. Seven nothing Scots with 9:53 to go as we get ready for the Farm King kickoff. The family store with more since 1959. Touchdown Scots! What a nice ball out there by uh, Carter Boyer and, and Berger got separated by a couple of steps. That's why I thought if, if that ball is anywhere anywhere near him, that's a touchdown. Yeah. He had a couple of good he, steps on the DB. Did a nice job, and he's a great route runner. We we forget to say that sometimes uh, on our weekly uh, radio waves here, but we he run, he runs a great route and. And obviously he runs that out route just as, as well as anybody and and nice route on that particular play. It's time the kick's going to stay inbounds down to the 10. 15, 20, trying to stretch the side. 25 now cuts north. 25 out to the 27-yard line for the Prairie Fire. Again, you're going to have to kind of bear with us today, folks. It's gold jerseys with the white numbers. It's got to be a lot of fun down there in the uh, press box area for the stat guys. <laughs> well, and you know what? Sometimes you just got to know your field a little bit. Okay, so we're going to go deep here. The sun sets or sets. It's sitting right now in a spot where if you run your routes to the right of the field, it's tough to see. Well, what did they throw that bomb, that streak route, to the left side? So, therefore, Jackson Burgers not going to have to worry about the sun. You run that same route with, with Thornton on this side, you're going to have to deal with the sun a little bit. We saw that play a part last week. and you're, Actually, you're the one that brought it up uh, on a missed pass. You, you said, I think the sun got in his eyes. And then I was like, oh, well, yeah, that's exactly what happened. Yeah, there. and that's, I mean, again, know your field, know the situation. We're, we're pretty deep in this, but Coach Freitag way ahead of us, obviously. Coach Braun, their game plan and how they do things. They probably saw that, hey, we're going to go to this play at a certain point in time. And obviously, it's better to go left than it is right. Just game because there. of the sun. Good gain on first down for the Prairie Fire. Well, he didn't look like he four. got four yards. No, it sure didn't. That's why I was kind of looking to see if they were going to move the sticks over there. It is second and six now. Two receivers right, one left. Back to pass is Williams. He's going to run out over the 35 to the 36. So it'll be a couple yards short. It'll be third and two. I looked pretty designed. He tucked that away pretty quick. He did. I think it was a, he had the out route, um, which was not anything downfield, and I, with the cornerbacks and the way they've been playing, I, we talk about the defensive line. We forget sometimes about the cornerbacks, but obviously with a couple injuries, maybe they'll try to exploit that today as far as not team planning. We'll see how that unfolds. Third and two for the Prairie Fire. Single back behind Williams rolling right is Williams looking. Throws it out, incomplete. It'll be fourth and two, and I don't think you can go for it from your own 36, I would not think. Yeah, here comes the punt team on well, the field. I don't think you run line. that particular play. If you, if, if you are going to go for it, you run the dive with your fullback and get your cue. You might get the first down on it, you know, but if you run the out route, you're kind of dealing and say, hey, if we don't get this play, we're kicking it away or punting it away. The, uh, and we've seen it all year long. I mean, quarterbacks just don't get a whole lot of protection against this Scott's uh, pass rush. It's a lot of short stuff. Very, very, very seldom do you see any uh, deep routes from you and I, opponents. You and I have been calling for the last two or three weeks, what have quarterbacks been doing or offensive coordinators been doing? Rolling their quarterbacks out. Oh, Ooh, a one-hopper back to the punter. And not a great kick there either. Scott's going to have great field position. Boy, looking back, Prairie Fires probably should have just went for it. <laughs> Down to the 43-yard line. Scott's going to set up shop in good field position, which, again, has been uh, a thing all year long. Of course, I don't know. Let me take that back. They've brought the best out of the opposing punters all 
all season long, yeah. it seems like. We haven't seen the roll of the punt in the last <laughs> three weeks since we've kind of – actually, you know what? I think we've done the opposite of the jinx. We have done. We called it so many times, I think everybody's getting tired of hearing about That's it. It's going to hurt my jinx. reputation yeah. as a jinx. Yeah, yeah, well. First and ten scouts from their own 43. Warrior takes the snap this time. It's a play action. McCade oh, goes over the middle. Incomplete to Nate Thornton. He's getting held a little bit, but I think – okay, I'm, I'm going to be picky on you, Carter. Here you are, fifth-year senior. Just throw it out there and let him run. Yes. I mean, I... it's easy to say that now, but his read, is, it's got to be in that window. But with the two deep, he beat the inside guy, and when you beat the inside guy, boom, all you had to do is lay that out. That would have been a touchdown for sure. Scott, 7 nothing with 8-12 to go first quarter, second and 10. Rolling left is Boyer, still rolling. Got He's going to pitch it forward to Dylan Bone. Out to the, the inside, knocked her door. Yeah, down to the 49-yard line. Good gain of about eight there. Best spiral he's thrown in five years. <laughs> Just a little, a little pitch forward there. To, oh, is he going to showmanship for uh, Williams? He's saying, hey, I could throw a triple option pitch. <laughs> right, exactly. Right? Yeah, uh-huh. I can I can throw the pitch. That was just a little underhand <laughs> shovel to Bowen there. Third and two for the Scots from the Knox 49. Boyer. The give to McCade Brooks. Oh, what are you doing Stopped. now? That's a loss. Yeah, that is a loss. Back inside Scott's territory. I thought he got at least to the 50 there. They're going to save the 49, so a loss of two. And the puck team's going to come out on fourth and about four. Again, the Scott's from their own 49. Yeah, so Coach Ron has a little bit of respect for, you know, Knox. I mean, he's not going to say, hey, we're just going to go for it every time. He's putting it here and pin, yeah. pin him deep and – Make them go the long field. Looking at the protectors, I don't see anybody that's probably going to throw a pass or maybe even run. So the fake's probably out of it. Nice spiral kick by. That'll bounce. And that's going to bounce inside the 10, inside the 5, all the way down to the 1-yard line. What a great punt. Cody Zelk. Cody Zelk. Now the Prairie Fire, and that's a tough spot to be. So why even practice? I watched him practice pregame. He was struggling doing that. He's kicking in the end zone. And the one time he gets to do it in a live action game game <laughs> game type situation, boom, he puts it on the one yard line. This is a tough spot for a uh for an option right here. Of course they they moved the ball on the ground reasonably well. They shot themselves in the foot with the turnover. Well, and out of the triple option right now, not uh Mama's gotta look at it, hey, we gotta stop their quarterback. Williams is getting positive yards on us. The other guys were kinda containing uh and doing a good job of that. Say from the two instead of the one. Williams, little belly follow there. We call it the belly play because it's uh, take to the fullback and then you lead the halfback up the middle. You got that option of giving to him or following him, and he's a lead blocker. Great, uh, great analysis. I love the uh, the uh, kind of breakdown of the triple option on the last try. That yeah, well, that's an off tackle play. Today. It's an off tackle play, design play, and um, obviously with Williams, you want to keep the ball in his hands. And like you said, he's now over a thousand yards for the year, at least that's on that's on rushing. Um, so they look at they look to him to put the ball put the ball in his hands, and and that's a nice way of doing it. Yeah, only six hundred yards passing for Williams <laughs> on the season. Those are opposite numbers. That much in yeah. college, yeah, that's a high school thing. Rolling left, uh, rolling oh, left with a right hander up the sidelines, caught deep 30, 35, on the move into Scott's territory, deep play, all the way down to the thirty-one yard line. That was Isaiah Hawes. 
they showed the re, uh, reverse rollout off the pitch. They get you, again, eye candy. That's what their offense is built upon is they get you going one direction, showing eye candy, and uh, what do you do? Just double his passing yards right there? I think so. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That was uh, from about the four-yard line all the way down inside the 30. They're going to call it the 29-yard line of the Scots. With five and a half minutes left here in the first quarter, Scots lead 7 nothing. Knox trying to this thing knotted up. For the season, they average just uh, about 15 and a half points. Williams this time, nice little juke move just to get a yard out of that. That looked like trouble for the Prairie yeah, Fire out his, of the snap. His read is, he, he did a great job reading it, getting at least, what, a yard out of it. Because if he continues what they call staying down the line, if he continues to go down that road, Mom's College had that taken care of. There was no pitch option there, and there certainly wasn't. He couldn't continue his fake going going towards the radio booth. He just couldn't do it. So it'll be second and nine for the Prairie Fire. And the quarterback is to go straight down the line. If he gets in the backfield, then that's uh, positive for the defense. So he's to go straight down the line when he does that. Ooh, a little inside handoff there that time. That's called a little 27 reverse is what we called it back in the day. You got the wing back and you just do an inside. You fake the pitch and you give him an inside handoff and you got a pulling offensive end or tackle should be coming out and kicking that out, almost like a trap play. Uh, yeah, I kind of I seen uh, the Mama's Roseville Titans run that a little bit this year, a little fake pitch to, to Peyton Thompson, a little inside, inside handoff hand yep. to uh, Tyler Fenneco. Again, a lot of eye candy stuff. So if you don't become disciplined and, and stay within your uh, – basically it's a zone read type of situation for the, for the defense. you got to read what's going on. Third and five for the Prairie Fire from the 24. Gain of a couple there. Back to pass is Williams. Under pressure, runs oh right into, boy, he turned. And there was big old 99, Sakakis, Anthony Sakakis. He, he had some good tackles, tackles for losses this year. He hasn't had anyone easier than that one. No, Williams run right was, into He had some happy feet, turned to his right, and looked right into a big old nine, wait, white jersey, or a red jersey, white 99, staring right in the face, all the way back to the 28-yard line. It'll be fourth and nine. Offense staying on the field. A little too far for a field goal here. 28-17. That's 45 yards. Too close yarder. for a punt, really. And too close for a punt. Yeah, yeah. But you got to go, but what do you do on fourth and nine? Yeah, here? you put Knox in a vicarious position because this is not how their offense is designed. Double receivers right, one left. Single back, back to passes Williams. Looking over the middle. Got some protection. Throws it out. Ooh, a duck. Bounce. That guy, that came out of his hand oddly. Yeah, that had some wobble to it. it was incomplete over the head of the receiver. A little happy, uh, happy feet at the throw, anyway. He had a little bit of protection, but the protection was starting to break down there. But he so, got hit, right? So he, now he's got a little more happy yeah. feet, and he's probably been told on the sideline, you're not going to have much time in the pocket. That's not how their, the offense is designed anyway. But uh, you can tell he's just not comfortable. And that's exactly the game plan Mom's College defense needs to have. Let's get them behind the sticks. Let's get them in, in situations down-wise that they can't use their regular offense or primary offense. Make them do something they're not comfortable with. Paul turned over on downs to the scouts on their own 28. Straight ahead, Nate Rubley. Still. <laughs> He's a bull, isn't he? Plowing his way. There's some massive bodies on the 34. He ended up out to the 36. 5'10", 180. And, and, you know, and then you got Brooks at uh, six foot two ten. Those guys are men. You know, and, and Rubley's still got some growing up. Yeah, he's, fresh. he's a freshman. And when I say growing up, I mean he's just going to put some more muscle on that body. 
Or it could be just growing up. Who knows? Well, but, yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking of myself at that age yeah. anyway. You and me both. <laughs> Second and two complete at midfield or at the 40-yard line. It's going to be just short of midfield by time. Jackson Berger is taken down. It meant something, uh, Sean. You know, Berger runs the streak route for a touchdown, right? That play right there, the the cornerback for Knox was, I don't know, 10, 10 12 yards away from him when he caught the football. Uh, so, yeah, you earn your respect once you burn them once, right? Simulation Sports and Mama sponsoring our first downs. The weather will never put a damper on the fun when you book an event at Simulation Sports. Back to pass this boy around first and ten. Looking over the middle, caught. Brandon Bishop at the 35, oh, makes a move at the 30, 20-yard line. What a nice uh, nice job of avoiding the tackle at the 30, getting an extra 10 yards out of it. That guy that we've called a lot in the second half of this season. Boy, he has turned it on in the second half ever since, well, even the IC game. Since that game, he's done a nice job of getting into the passing game. I think uh, Carter had about four guys he could have thrown that ball to. <laughs> Get Dylan Bone on a crossing route and two under routes on this side as well. Pick you just take a pick. Who do I want to get it to? Yeah. First and back to pass again. This boy has seen a lot of passing here oh, early in the ball game. Pocket, nice job of avoiding the first guy, but he's going to be sacked. And that, that folks, is something that doesn't happen very often. Oh, nationally Scott, ranked. Nationally ranked uh, sacks allowed. Uh, fewest sacks allowed. Tenth in the nation. That's only the sixth one all season, and we're in game number ten. And, you know, we're not picking Carter apart because he's definitely picked the defense apart for the, throughout his career. But I think he got a little happy feet there himself. He didn't need to get out of pocket. I watched Carter, uh, Kurt Warner's show last night. Have you seen that, Sean? No. You the, watch the, that. Uh, the documentary, I've heard it's good. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's good. But uh, he got uh, labeled as the guy that wanted to get out of the pocket. Of course, he's a slow guy. But Cade Brook pops through inside the uh, – we are down about the 25, yeah. It's going to be third and long. Third and about 13, maybe. Third and 13 for the scouts. Of course, went to Northern Iowa, Kurt Warner did. And for whatever reason, he wanted to get out of the pocket. Slow, slow guy. That I was going to say, I can't imagine Kurt Warner getting out of the pocket yeah, he had, willingly. He had zero speed to his <laughs> game. But that Northern Iowa coach was on his rear end about leaving the pocket, staying in the pocket. And they had a drill where they just sent the guys at him to tackle him. And he had to stick in there the whole time. <laughs> And, of course, Kurt Warner's story after that was... Seemed to, have, seemed to go on. Yeah, he did. Career. Yeah, he did well. Third and 13, Boyer will run. He'll tuck and run. Leave fourth down manageable should they choose not to kick the field goal here. Oh, boy, and a late hit out of bounds. Well, either that or... I oh, maybe Boyer, Boyer in the face of a Knox player there on the sideline, all the way out on the track. He, about, about four lanes deep on the track. He kind of threw a pass after the defender when they were five yards. Well, yeah, like you said, they were running for Coach Woodard over there on the track. <laughs> this will be interesting. It'll be very interesting. It's going to be fourth and manageable, fourth and about six, maybe seven, or a first down for the Scots, or it's going to be fourth and really long. It's a post, post-play penalty, so I think the down will stand either way. This is going to be very interesting. Let's see what we get here. It's going to go on the scouts. 16. Well, it's going to go on Nate Thornton. It's on number 16. They okay, yeah, on. they must have got that wrong. Nate yeah. over here said, so I didn't do it. I'm going to my own business. Carter actually looked at uh, head coach Chad Brawley and kind of pointed his chest. That, that was me. All right, I'll take that one. But that's not 
Oh, so it is just third down, unless they haven't flipped the down marker yet. There no, there's there four. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're on the uh, you're on the Knox 32. There you go. Yeah, they switched it to uh, 16 on that. So you think Nate told them to? Well, do you get two of those and you're gone? Was that the type of penalty on that one where you get two and you get tossed? So yeah, that's kind of important on who it's called on. Absolutely. Probably why they said over the loudspeaker that make sure they got that right. Nate's like, I got one. All right, I still can get one now. Pooch kick. <laughs> get a pooch kick here. Oh, yeah, this could be a good, good, uh, perfect time for it. We saw it a couple times last week. Oh, Knox caught some timeout maybe or what? The play clock was down to five, so there was still plenty of time on that. So the Scott's supposed to call the timeout. Knox seems pretty happy. Well, you can celebrate about it, I guess. I don't, I don't know what to celebrate. Yeah, and I never did see a, a, a – Oh, end of the first quarter. The quarter snuck up on us. All right, seven nothing, Scots. End of the first quarter. A lot going on here in this last couple of minutes. Kind of lost track of the uh, game clock. We'll be back in one minute. Back here at April Zone Memorial Stadium, they went ahead and ran the uh, fourth quarter play. Before we got the uh, second, as an incomplete pass as Carter Boyer threw it up in the end zone. Yeah, it, it, I'm like you. I wouldn't have minded if that was picked off. Well, I, I, <laughs> I was trying. I don't. I didn't catch a number. Like you said, it's hard to see their numbers. But Knox was. They were celebrating being down seven nothing. Now I know in years past it's been twenty eight nothing. It was twenty eight nothing last year actually first quarter. Yeah, yeah. So they maybe it's a moral victory in their eyes and they're they're still in the game. I don't want to take away from their first quarter, but also I I find that a little bit of more of a slap in the face. And again, I always look for that locker room material. So there <laughs> it is. Be both. The ball turned over on downs at the thirty two yard line following the fourth down incomplete pass. First place in scrimmage for Knox. Out over the 35-yard line, out to the 36. So, gain of about four there for the Prairie Fire. You're gonna have to again, you kind of bear with us, folks. The in the sun, it was bad. It's bad enough at night. Uh, Monmouth Roseville had had dark gray home uniforms with white numbers, and we had a heck of a time a couple seasons calling those. And Knox now with the yellow jerseys, uh, gold jerseys with the white numbers, kind of hard to pick it out. But anyway, second. And six for the Prairie Fire. The pitch, trying to get to the edge, not there. Loss on the play, back to the 35. Loss of one, it'll be third and seven. Wow, that was a good mark. I mean, for Knox, that is. I thought he lost more yardage than that. But here you go again, third and seven or eight, and that's not what Knox wants to have in the playbook. They want to be more third and three. Uh, we talk about patience on the Knox side. You know, they're going to be patient with their offense. Almost has to be, too. I mean, Knox got the big play, but I felt like Mama didn't panic in that last drive that Knox had. That uh, more importantly, you know, they they got the uh, turnover on downs and kind of looking at it here, too. Third and seven. Back to passes Williams. He'll try to get straight ahead. Nearly it is on the turf. I think Knox got back on it at the Line of scrimmage at the 35. Williams back to pass, and then uh, pocket kind of collapsed on him. Tried to get get a little bit of room forward in the pocket, and ended up coughing up the football. Who was the backside on that? Did you see catch a number? Who got that? It'll be fourth and seven for the Prairie Fire. Out I think it was Nick Serrano. Got the the backside. Uh, strip, I guess you'd call it, or knock the ball away. He got the well, uh, penetration. Looked dangerous. I knew somebody was yeah. going to get something there. Yeah, you and I both were like, oh, <laughs> that's what's going to happen when they run behind you. They just get that strip. Uh, and it ends up being a scoop and a score a lot of times. So, Knox getting back on the football is a plus for them. 
Jacob Powden, the punter for Knox, a little rugby-style kick. Going to hit at the 40-yard line, go out of bounds. It's oh, no. Stay in bounds. How did that stay in bounds? It's going to roll all the way down to the 20. How did that stay in bounds? It well, was heading right out of bounds. We had to talk about the jink, the reverse jink, and now look what shows its ugly face. Oh, the no jink of the rolling there. ball there. Double <laughs> jinx. Looked like it might have reversed course instead. The reverse of the Still reverse, there. right? Yeah, okay. down to the 20-yard line. Yeah, it was about, what, the 30, 35? It looked like the ball was heading out of bounds and somehow kicked back left, back into the field of play, down all the way down to the 20. Scouts offense back on the field. Your officials today, having sold you folks, those those are sponsored by. That's Kehoe Eye Care in Monmouth and Galesburg. Make sure you're seeing every play. Get your eyes examined regularly with Kehoe Eye Care. A little quick throw out to the sideline to Brendan Bishop. Is that Bishop again? Yeah, Brendan Bishop. Nice block by Thornton over there. Short gain of a play. A couple yards there. It'll be second and eight out to the 22-yard line. Scott's on their own 22. During the 12-minute mark of the second quarter, Scott's lead 7-0. This was 28-0 at the end of the first quarter last year and 49-0, I think, at the half on the way to a 56-0 final. 23 straight wins in this Turkey Bowl for Monmouth College. Boyer looking out to his right. He'll step up in the pocket. Now he'll run. Got some room. Lowers his head at the 30-yard line. Did he get it? I think he got it. Spot Really? But by him jumping or trying to run the guy over, it kind of leaped over the. I think the guy died. He lowered his shoulder. Boyer lowered his shoulder to kind of lay the lick, and the, the Knox defender went a little lower than he did. Yeah. He got his feet up in it. This is the first down. Simulation Sports and Monmouth first down. Perfect for parties, company events, or fundraisers. Simulation Sports, suitable for small or large groups of all ages. High snap. High snap to give. To Rublik, there he is again, out over the 40-yard line. It's tough to bring down out to the 46. About a 16-yard gain for Nate Rublik. That'll move the sticks again. Another simulation sports in Monmouth first down. Last couple of weeks, the Scots have been under 30 first downs. We were starting to wonder what was going on with the offense there. They were averaging 32 first downs in a three-game stretch. Averaging 32. That's just hard to believe. I mean... It's college football. It's not high school football. That's just hard to believe. Boyer now looks like setting up a screen. They get it to Rublik at the 48. Shakes a tackler. Almost another first down inside Knox territory down to the 45. It'll be second and one. Nice job of uh, second effort there by (laughs) Nate Rublik. If I'm on the Knox coaching staff, I am jumping up and down about linemen being downfield because a delayed screen is not a good play. (laughs) Because <laughs> that means linemen are getting down here. Nine times out of ten, that the longer be, it takes to develop. That had to be borderline. <laughs> it had to be borderline. Second and one for the Scots. Playbook is wide open here from the 45. We might see something deep. we got single coverage down here on, uh, I can't tell who that is. That is Thornton. Nate Thornton. He's looking out that way. Going to throw it out oh, there Thornton. for Nate. That's and that's pass interference as Thornton was absolutely tackled. The uh, defensive back for Knox, that is Darnell Centino. He jumped up saying uh, Thornton was was uh, grabbing his jersey. Likely story. But boy, he basically <laughs> tackled him before the ball even got there. But I could see Boyer looking out to Nate. He had single coverage. It was press coverage. and just let Nate go get it. Well, and look who they're attacking. They're attacking the left side just because there's a smaller corner, cornerback out over here. 
Oh, boy, what was that? Mama's proud to agree with oh, the Oh, boy. That's going to be on the Scots. I didn't see what the – didn't hear what the call was. You've got to be kidding me is what I'm hearing, among other words. Are they saying that was on, Nate? Yeah, that's, that's – Oh, wow. Well, the Centino, as soon as, as soon as the flag come out, he looks at the official and, and was t- saying that his jersey was tugged. But like you said, they all do that. <laughs> but here's the thing about that. Wow. They picked up the flag. That's what they've done. They picked up the flag. There's no offensive. Oh, okay. All right. But so here's the here's the thing. When you're not looking back for the ball, that is pass interference. Yeah, so what's the penalty on then? Because it's a it was second and one. There's now no it's problem. second and eleven. Yeah, they're just picking up well, good yeah. Point. There's because I remember saying it was second once with so the playbook's wide open for the Scots here. Good point. I don't. Now they're having a discussion across the way with head coach for uh, Knox. Because offensive pass interference is 15 yards, right? Yeah, right. I don't know what that was. Here's our explanation. Maybe. Nope. Okay, never mind. We're just going to be left to speculate. Spike. <laughs> Well, that's the second eleven. The Scots somehow lose ten yards on that whole exchange. Uh, I go back to the same play. Yes, the same kind of coverage here. I know the oh, safety's coming off now, but yeah, he's starting to back off here. Centino is to give to McCade Brooks. Bounces off a couple of defenders inside Knox territory Man, down nice to the forty-eight. Run. That gets a lot of that eleven back there. It's still going to be third and about four from the Knox forty-eight. Because we are under 10 minutes now here in the second quarter. And that's also what the uh, running offensive Knox does. It kills clock. Yeah. Keeps sure. you in the game. Keeps yes. you in the game. It now, is. I say keep you in the game, but if you get behind the sticks or you're behind the scoreboard, it works the other way. You know, you can't. You just don't have that. Sure. That you get a couple scores offense. down and yeah. you've already ate a bunch of time off. Scott's average uh, 43.7 points a game. So, yeah, if you're Knox, you definitely want to keep them on the field. Boy, you're looking out to his left. Complete. To Nick Ob Saint, got a first down down to the 42-yard line. Caught it right at the sticks on a nice uh, in route, and sure enough, turned out to the outside and got just the length of his body and his reach. Got the first down. It'll be a simulation sports and mama first down at the Knox 42. So you and I have uh, taken that for granted, but you know Carter Boyer getting it out on time, and and as soon as they turn around, the ball's sitting there right at their chest. We take for granted on that sometimes. That's a lot of that's a lot of practice. Ooh, there's a loss of one. Who did they block? On the carry. Yeah. That was a lot of yellow jerseys all over the game. No one. I, I can tell you the answer. <laughs> the loss of one back to the forty three. Yeah, McCade when he got to that edge, see nothing but yellow jerseys in front of him. You got a nice C score for us there, Sean. I got yeah. Come back from break and it's nineteen nothing. Illinois College leading Beloit. Still in the first quarter. Off the air, he told me Beloit. Yeah, I got, I got him I all excited. I got all, I know, that's something I, you can't be wrong about there. There's an incomplete pass on the sideline intended for Brendan Bishop, so it'll be third and long now. Third and one for the Scots at the 43-yard line of Knox. Yeah, there was a uh, there was a intentional grounding safety in the ball game. It was a there was a field goal, a couple of touchdowns. It's 19 to nothing. I see, still in the first quarter. So it looks like, unless something crazy happens there in that Beloit game now, the uh, Scots will be headed towards the Cousin Subs Bowl, where they played last year. 
And I think, uh, looking at some stuff this week, I think it was almost there's a chance that they could play the same team that they played Concord, last year. Uh, yeah. Third and 11. Boyer, this time, flushed out of the pocket over the middle, throws behind the receiver, Jackson Berger, and at the 27-yard line, incomplete, will be fourth and 11. On comes the punt team from the Knox 43. Probably a good call here. Your defense is playing pretty solid. Yeah, it is. And, and you know, if you're – and I I shouldn't have said that in the keys of the game, not worried about the offense and what they're going to do. But, man, they have uh, stumbled here for the last three quarters of game action, counting back to Lake Force's third and fourth quarter that we didn't really move the ball and didn't put any points on the board. Punt by Zell. Down, oh, he fumbled, ooh, fumbled it. it. And it's still on the ground. Did Scott's come up with it? Oh, no, somehow he got back on it at the 16. And the Scott's still trying to take it away from him, and now we're going to get a little bit of a scrum. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everybody popped up, heading back to their respective sidelines. Yeah, dangerous uh, return or uh, fumble of the uh, punt there. Looking for a number. I think that might have been Manny Acker. 32 maybe, or he was at least a part of it. It's kind of hard to see the uh, white numbers on the gold jerseys. Got some hanging around going on here. Hanging. Yeah, hanging around. Knox is hanging around. First and 10 from their own 16. Yeah, we are at uh, just about eight minutes left here in the second quarter. Scott's lead, Knox 7 nothing. Straight ahead this time, the fullback. Out to the just short of the 20-yard line. Gain of about three there. Second and seven. Damaski in on that. Stop. He had the scoop and almost score, but it was called back anyway. Would have really made Tanner yeah. mad if he scores on. I would that. have been more upset if I scored and looked back at these <laughs> about the yellow uh, flags on the ground. That could have returned by Tanner. It's like a big old fullback running down that sideline with the with the uh, with the scoop. Second and seven for Williams and the Prairie Fire. That two receivers left and right here. Back to passes. Williams quickly out to his left. Complete oh. Oh, off the shoulder at the 25-yard line. I think he would have leaned forward and probably got the first down. That was Reese Miller with the drop. Yeah, I think he was looking to run before it got to him. That bounced right off a shoulder's pad. He let it get into his shoulder pad. And, and I don't want to be harping on something, but this is right up what Mama College is wanting game plan-wise. This third and seven stuff is not – it's not what Mom, or I'm sorry, Knox College does. It's just it's not in their playbook. They want to be third and three, um, and they're they're okay with four or five yard games. But when it's third and seven, it's just it's tougher for them to manage the, the football game. Williams looking and throws it high again. Boy, that's just coming out of his hand really weird there. That was behind and about five feet over the receiver's head at the 25-yard line. So, fourth and seven from the 19. Out comes the punt team again. The Scots should get some good field position here, barring any 40-yard roll of the punt that we've seen at times this year. <laughs> well, and here's what you hate. Gabe Ziegler-Harris is back there, and he's got to be staring down the sun right now with a, any high kick, but we haven't seen a high kick from the Knox punter yet. It's kind of been that running. Style, yeah. yeah. The punter, again, is Jacob Poden. Rolls to his right, kicked end over end at the 50. And we'll roll out of bounds at the 42-yard line, we'll say. 42, Scots will take over here on their own 42. I was expecting a little better field position, but 42, I think uh, if you're Coach Freitag, you'll take that every day. Yeah, exactly. And 
I think this is where the offense needs to put something together, a drive, sustain a drive. We've had a, a penalty here or there that uh, has caused the drive to uh, not go the way we want to, and, and let's just get away from that kind of stuff and get, get back to what we've been doing for seven or eight, nine games this year. Now, Scott's very very uh, pass-heavy today. <laughs> we don't have the live stats, but very pass-heavy today. Rubik will take it this time. Got a little bit of a hole. Out over the 45 to the 46-yard line. Coach, Tem- Coach Temple over here is calling for the run game and gets what he <laughs> and a nice game there on first down. You know, now you got second and five and opens up the playbook quite a bit. Scott's rushing offense, 21st in the nation at uh, 223 yards a game and just haven't seen a ton of carries today. Second and six from the 46. This time Boyer looks out to his right, complete at the first down marker. Ooh, maybe a little short, though. Which is okay. Yeah. yeah, third and one, third and manageable. Yeah, but boy, boy, that's a terrible spot. Okay, the far side guy's got it right. Yeah. This near side guy was about a yard off. It's going to be third and one in Knox territory down to the 49-yard line. Need to get to the 48. And we don't do the tush-push, so <laughs> we're going to be out of shotgun here. <laughs> I look for a power play from your quarterback, though. Straight ahead to Brooks, and he's going to be short, I think. Ooh, that far side official's got a good spot, though. Man, I didn't think he got that his, spot. If that's the spot, that's going to be a first down. Yeah, they're waving the sticks. <laughs> Woo! You're standing, I'm glad you're standing over there, Mr. Referee. Cause... Well, I was looking at Brooks's helmet, and I don't think it ever did get to the well, first down marker. He had the best seat in the house next to that line judge over there. So. <laughs> first yeah. and ten, another simulation sports in Monmouth first down. At the Knox 48, under six minutes now, 5.45, and clock moving here in the second quarter. Monmouth with a 7 nothing lead. Back to passes, Boyer. Down the middle, behind his receiver, Nick Alvesain, at the 31, incomplete. Good coverage there by Knox. Boy, they're really dropping off here. Only four guys at the line of scrimmage, and then the next Knox guy was at least 10, 15 yards back. Granted, there's a lot of deep routes by the Scots, but. Connor well, Boyer's pumped up like today, that. I mean, because uh, he's zinging the ball. Um, I mean, nice delivery to, to Jackson Berger in there in the first quarter. But ever since then, he's been just a little bit behind his receivers, but he's got some uh, velo on it, as the as baseball guys like to say, the velo. A little, little three-quarter slot velo, even, straight ahead. And Knox is getting a lot of they are. penetration from that defensive line. Not a bunch, not a, not a big gain there for Brooks. Be third and eight, gain of two for Brooks. Yeah, not much on the ground. Man, obviously, Coach Freitag and Coach Brown seen something in the film where the running game just not uh, well. Sean, we conducive. We talk about what what is Mom's College playing for today? They're 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 going to a bowl game. Uh, this is the Turkey Bowl, so it is a bowl game. But this is Knox's bowl game. If you want to look at it that way. So, yeah, true, very true. And I hate to say it, we're all athletes. We're all been part of that before. Where some games just mean more than the others, and, and you don't want to say that, but as a coach. Oh, oh, what a nice catch by Brendan Bishop inside the 30 to the 28 in traffic. Almost, uh, almost. if that was any lower of a pass, Knox probably gets the interception there. Maybe even a pick six. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, Bishop makes a heck of a catch there. Well, I like this. Right to the line of scrimmage for the Scots after that big play, trying to catch him. Got to run the ball here. First and 10 from the 28, looking out to his left, and just misses his receiver again at the 23. 
That was Bishop again. It'll be second and ten. Yeah, just right the line of scrimmage and run a play, I suppose. I don't know what the hurry was on there. And I, I, I'm seeing Carter Boyer give a signal to Freitag. He wants to go to the long field. I think right there he's talking, hey, we got more speed on that out route. And I didn't have enough time on the short side of the field to run that out. He was a little bit hurried on that throw, which then that causes a little bit of like your your footwork's not exactly right or whatever. But yeah, if you go right on that particular play, yeah, there you go. Good call. You get a lot Boyer more. to the wide side avoids a tackle at the thirty at the twenty-five, all the way inside the fifteen, down to the fourteen-yard line. What a nice cobbling. nice cut there at the twenty-five by Boyer. He's cobbling a little bit, but that's. Oh, yeah, yeah. Derrick Henry stiff arm he gave yeah, right there, wasn't it? Was. Yeah, a little hitch in his giddy up there for Boyer. Something maybe in his right foot there. Anyway, first and 10 from the 14 for the Scots. Another simulation of sports in Monmouth first down. Looking at the stats, Knox only gives up 150 yards uh, uh, rushing per game, but they are very susceptible to the pass, giving up over 300. There's McCade Brooks running guys over inside the 10 down to the 7-yard line. Seven-yard run by Brooks. Now the offensive line starting to impose their will here a little bit. Yeah, and I, I think if you get past that first wave, when we talked about Knox penetration uh, defensive line-wise, they got a four-man front showing right now, but they had a five-man front right before that, which when you have your zone scheme blocking, that's a tougher front to run against. Second and three for the Scots with three and a half minutes to go second quarter. Boyer backs out, checks the signal in from the sideline. And the sidecar to his right is Brooks. Two receivers left, one right. Second and three to give to no Boyer with the keeper. Oh, he should have given that ball. He's going to be short. It's going to be third. Only a gain of maybe one or two there for Boyer. I think he has that one back. Of course, that could have been a predetermined yeah. run by the quarterback. Yeah, because I'm like you, boy. If he hands that off. Brooks then... is either at the goal line or in. Uh, yeah, he had a whole bunch of room there. Boy, it's a lot easier to play the game. He <laughs> sure, sure is, isn't it? <laughs> They're in four-down territory. Yep, we have never been wrong in the press box. <laughs> never been wrong in the press box. Under three minutes now. Third and goal, or third and two from the six. Well, you, got, you got an in route here with either receiver. Or you just run it. And Brooks hit at the line of scrimmage. Tries to fall forward, he's but he's going to be a little, a little short. short. Yep. About maybe a yard, maybe a little less than a yard. It's going to be fourth and goal. You bring the the field goal unit out to give yourself a two score lead. Do you just feel confident you can get this one? I think you feel confident. You're on the you're on the. I mean, it's a moral victory for Knox, and they, they evidently are celebrating that after watching them after the first quarter. So, I you know, well, if, you, if you get this touchdown, the Scots get the ball to start the second half. You could go to you go from a, a one score game to a two or three pretty easily. I'm Fourth and left. one. He's got it for the first down and into the end zone. McCade Brooks from five yards out got the down and the touchdown. It tickles the uh, Robert Thompson trucking touchdown for all your rock, sand, dirt, and grain hauling needs. Call Robert Thompson trucking at 768-2697. Just power there. Yeah, and I don't want to be a gambler by nature as far as defensive coordinator goes, but when you see an unbalanced left, as Mama College showed there, my defensive front would be slanting that direction and Mama College just uh, blew that play up with, with all the guys they had on that side of the field. Kay Brooks did a nice job finishing it off, but he had the first down for sure. The end zone was the question mark, and sure enough, uh, finished that play off there for a touchdown. Zelk on to the extra point. Got a low snap. Good job by the holder. 
That was uh, pulled it a little bit, didn't he? Yeah, Brendan Bishop. Good job getting that ball down for Zell. It is good. 14 nothing. We'll be back in 30 seconds with the Farm King kickoff. Back here at April Zorn Memorial Stadium. Following the five-yard touchdown run by McCade Brooks. He's out on the season. He's uh, nationally ranked in, in rushing touchdowns. A little, little short kick, kick here. The 34 picked up, and that's about it. Maybe out to the 37, 38-yard line on the return. I was going to take the, note uh, that there's, no, there's not much wind today. No. But uh, the wind did blow the flag during the national anthem. I thought that was kind of weird that the – I don't yeah. know if you were watching that, but I haven't seen the flag move since then, and I don't know what the – I thought the opening kickoff looked weird, and it looked like it got caught up by the wind, and I immediately looked at the flag, and it wasn't moving wasn't at all. Moving, that was the so opening I, kickoff. I don't understand that. That was uh, McCade Brooks' 11th touchdown of the season. I think he ranks nationally as McCade rushing touchdowns. Yeah, he's tied for 38th in the nation coming into today. Williams on the pitch. And about a five-yard gain for for the uh, Prairie Fire there. Yeah, that's, that's a, a great guy. Great read by Williams, the quarterback. Uh, if he keeps that ball there, he's going to get uh, punished by the defensive lineman. But great job of kicking it out. And honestly, Mountain College is in a different defense than we've we've seen in a long time too. It's a much better ball there by Williams, yes. complete on the sidelines, caught by Mario Bird for a first down. That'll move the sticks and stop the clock. Yeah. And when we say Williams, we're not talking Caleb Williams. No no, <laughs> no confusion there. So nobody crying up in the bleachers. But this Williams here, well, he he's gonna he's gonna have proper reads in this triple option offense. Now he's moved into more of a pocket style formation here. Again, out to his right, complete to Bird again, inside Scott's territory at the forty eight. Forty eight Yard line. It'll be gain of five. It'll be second and five for Knox. They got all three timeouts with a minute ten. Is uh, hobbling off the field here. Williams looking down. Oh. Down under he goes. Kevin Baker there. Also Anthony Sakakis there. I think Baker's probably going to get that one. All the way back to the forty-two yard line. Who's calling timeout here? Knox. Yeah, Knox can call their first timeout with a minute left. Third down. That was a favor you did for. Mama's yeah, because if the, if the Scots going to stop here, they're of course going to call a timeout. Well, this is a Tickham's Electric timeout. Looking for an electrician contractor you can trust? Call Tickham's Electric at three three five three zero three four, or go to Tickham'sElectric.com. Fourteen up in Scots. A minute left, second quarter. We'll be back in thirty. Back here at April's Zone Memorial Stadium, following the Tickham's Electric timeout. Both teams back on the field. It'll be third and eleven for the Prairie Fire, following the sack by Tevin Baker. Prairie Fire on their own 46. Kevin and Baker. The, the, uh, Baker again, the pocket just completely collapsed on. And that is going to be a 53 seconds. The, the clock has stopped. No, nope, Knox is going to take the timeout with, on fourth down. No, here. I think Mama said. Okay, yeah. I they, saw Coach Braun and uh, yeah, the, probably the quickest yeah, okay, <laughs> move in, in years, <laughs> running down about 30 yards for a. Uh, the headlines was the biggest was, gain of the day. <laughs> the headlines was, was signaling towards Knox. Now he's corrected himself, but I thought, that's the weirdest fourth down timeout I've ever saw. Yeah. This is a cooling of Monmouth water break where your first three months on any water treatment system is only nine ninety five a month. 
We'll be back in 30 seconds. Back here at Naples Home Memorial Stadium, the punt. Boy, they didn't even take the full. They didn't even take the full timeout. Knox just came right back on the field following the uh, timeout. Well, the so, more important part about that timeout wasn't necessarily to get your team in the right line. Sure. It's more just stop the clock. Yeah. Knox did mom at the favor on the third down timeout, and then as you talked about, uh, Mom still had two left. They, they have two left in 47 seconds, so they they definitely have the offense to get down the field. And I I questioned on whether Knox did. But uh, Mama definitely has uh, just their, their style of play they've had all year. They they can get down the field in a heartbeat. Gabe Ziegler-Harris called for the fair catch on his own 30. Now Boyer will roll right, roll right, all kinds of time. Oh, well, he he's just out there and throws it down the field. Deep. Burger and deep. If that isn't pass interference, I don't well, know. He was, the ball was not. Uh, the uh, defensive back didn't have his head turned at all. And was just Darnell Centino. Staring at Jackson Berger, and never, I don't know if there was a whole lot of contact, but he had him early. And now, granted, Carter was rolling out and throwing it 40 yards down the field on a rollout. It's not ideal, so you got to set up and throw it that far. But uh, not a real bad, not a real bad touch to that pass. But as you alluded to, <laughs> defensive back has to play play the ball, not play the hands necessarily. Yeah, there was there was some contact, maybe right at. Uh, we talk about nationally ranked guys too. Tevin Baker has two sacks today. He's 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 in the top eighteen in the nation. Boyer avoids the tackle. Now he's going to run out of bounds at the thirty thirty-four yard line, thirty-three yard line. So just a two thirty-point three-yard gain there. It'll be second and seven with thirty point eight. Save the Scott's timeout here. We still got two left. Try to get down to Cody Zelk's range. Elk's longest field goal this year. Not not necessarily his range, but his longest field goal this year is uh, 26. Oh, nice call. Straight ahead. McCade Brooks out over the 45. Now the clock will stop to get the uh, to get the clock set. No, Scott's just going to call a timeout. First and 10 out to the 47-yard line following the simulation sports in Monmouth. First down. I'm sure this will be a longer timeout, so I think we're safe to take a Tinkless Electric 30-second break. Both teams back on the field following the timeout. First and 10 for the Scots on their own 47. 25.3 on the clock. Excuse me, Sean. You know that we talk about Monmouth College's potent offense. They scored 35 points against Wartburg. You know Wartburg's allowed 58 points since then? Since then. (laughs) I mean, let's just put that in perspective, how good Monmouth College's offense has been throughout the season. Rolling left, right-handed Boyer pulls up and throws it down the field. Looking for Nate Thornton, just overthrows him at the five-yard line. Pretty decent coverage there by Centino that time, but he had a step. Would have taken an absolute perfect throw to drop it in from that far away. But Oh, by the way, he threw that 60 yards in the air going the other direction. Try that. Go ahead and try it, Sean. Go down. Yeah, no, I could Half throw that show is going to be Sean Temple going 60 yards <laughs> the opposite direction. I tried playing softball in an old-timers game this summer. Couldn't even get across the hey, diamond from third base. <laughs> I'm going to stand about the 35, and I'm going to yell cutoff. <laughs> I'm going cut to need, need two cutoffs. Oh, you're going to need two cutoffs? Okay. I'm going to need two. <laughs> <laughs> Take me three throws to throw it that far anymore. Boyer back to pass on the second chance. Steps up in the pocket. Can't Down he goes. Back. Yeah, I can't take it back. Yep, at the 41, that's going to probably, yeah, if you're the Scots, you're just going to go ahead and run this thing out unless you call a timeout for one shot deep. I would. Yeah, you throw it 60 yards. Uh, down to two, one. 
I would have called timeout and just thrown one deep shot. Yeah, I know. Uh, of course, if you're Knox in college, all you do is interfere, and then it's only a 15-yard penalty. <laughs> you know, all the other thoughts of that is Cutter Board is gimping around out there a little bit. So you don't want him taking another shot before halftime. Bob's, uh, Bob Foster's on it, folks. So he's over there asking how he's doing. Of course, Carter Boyer gave him another gave another straight arm to Bob Foster <laughs> yeah, I'm over good. there. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. Get away from you. Yeah, the Knox leaving the field uh, pretty happy. Down 14 to nothing here to the Scots here on Senior Day, 134th Bronze Turkey Bowl Day. We'll be back in 30 seconds. Welcome back to April's Old Memorial Stadium. We are at the half of the Bronze Turkey, the annual Bronze Turkey Bowl game between Monmouth and Knox. Right now, the Scots holding a 14-0 lead over the Knox College Prairie Fires. We start the halftime show sponsored by LNP Insurance Agency. For your auto, home, commercial, and farm insurance needs, contact Rachel Kunkel or Judy Martin at 734-2116 today. I'm Sean Temple. Alongside Brett Dugan. Brett, just your thoughts there on that first half. Well, I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do the rest of the afternoon. That first half went by pretty quickly. <laughs> and uh, but I think uh, Mom's College has kind of just shot themselves in the foot offensively. We've had a couple calls. We Mom's College has had a couple calls not go their way. Uh, maybe a couple pass interference that you and I were kind of taking a look at or or – at least we thought it was maybe a pass interference. When you don't have the arms to catch it, uh, that, that takes away from receiving. <laughs> right. Sure. But uh, just kind of an no-home game so far. 14 nothing. yeah, Mom College is on top. But, uh, you know, not, as you talked about, Knox College went running to the halftime. And uh, obviously they're going to have to defend a little bit here coming out of the second half because Mom College gets the football. But uh, there's probably some – different conversations going on at halftime. Coach Brown, I'm sure, is going to point out a lot more stuff than than the other. Uh, with Coach Willard, I'm sure his halftime speech is going to be much, much different. Um, got some stats for you, though, Sean. We got first down. Mama's got 11. Knox's got four. Uh, Williams, 11 carries, 37 yards. Uh, obviously, he's the leading ball carrier for Knox. He's also passed it seven times for 80 yards and a big play off the reverse what we call that a reverse pitch, fake pitch, and <laughs> threw out to the rollout. And only a big play because there wasn't a tackle made on that particular play. Uh, but overall, Knox's stats are kind of ho-hum. And, and uh, two two catches by Bird, that was in that last drive they had to the out patterns. Um, and then Haas had the one catch for 66 yards, and obviously that was on that out pattern. He got loose and got down the sideline. Uh, Mom's college stats, uh, you got McKay Brooks, 10 carries, 40 yards. And the touchdown, uh, Nate Rublick, three carries for 27 yards. Carter Boer, seven carries for 33 yards. Had that great stiff arm on the right on the right hash over there, uh, right sidelines over there in the second quarter. Carter Boer, 10 for 18, 172, the big play to Jackson Bergeron. Touchdown, uh, he had three catches, 92 yards. And like I said, the touchdown on that big 75-yard TD play. Uh, Brendan Bush up three catches, 53 yards. He had a couple in routes there. The cutter border made the pitch, you know, the pitch and catch there. Uh, nice deliveries. Eight Rublik, uh, one catch, nine yards. And Dylan Bone had that quick catch in the in the first half uh, with his one catch and eight yards to get him on that senior day catch. Uh, Zelk, we've been kind of battling some injury. Had two kicks, or two punts for 77 yards, the long of 49, and pinned the guys, pin knocks deep on the one-yard line there in that second quarter. So, really, uh, nothing to brag about. I mean, yeah, we've been talking about the offensive stats and keys of the game. I think I gave the jinx to that because I was talking about let's don't worry about the offense. Let's worry about the discipline to the, <laughs> the triple option that Knox brings. Uh, the defense has done its job. 
the offense has kind of sputtered uh, a little bit and been kind of holding themselves back with a couple penalties maybe that haven't gone their way that should have whatever. Um, that's all. That's all excuses. So I think right now, Mom's College needs to get back into what they do well and and just sustain drives. That, that's not something we've talked about for a couple of weeks now. At least we haven't talked about it for the last four quarters. Talking back to the you know going back to the Lake Forest second half. We uh, and the st- the stats kind of bear out what what Knox has kind of done all season long. They're pretty solid against the running game. 150 yards are given up per game. Now they get gashed uh, passing wise with 300 yards per game. So that's that's what it's double the passing yards are giving up rushing wise. And kind of the stats look at it looking at the the, uh, the stats today. It's about a two to one ratio with with passing running today. Well, yeah, and exactly. I mean, Coach Freitag, you can tell what the, the scheme is offensively. It's attacks the left side of, well, it would be the right side of Knox's defense. The cornerback on that particular side of the field is only standing at 5'10", versus we got a 6'2", cornerback uh, over on the other side of the field. So the attack mode has been to that side of the field with Bergeron with the long touchdown, and obviously they put Thornton over there a couple times. Calls just haven't gone the way, their way, but again, that's all an excuse, and and just got to sustain the drive here or there. Your halftime stats brought to you by Save-A-Lot Food Stores. Your mama Save-A-Lot is looking to add to their team with positions available for a meat cutter, meat wrapper, and a stock person. Save-A-Lot is a discount grocery chain carrying brand names and private labels. You'll enjoy competitive wages in a fast-paced environment. So apply today at Mama Save-A-Lot. Save a lot of time, save a lot of money, save a lot of food store in Mama. We've got a very – go ahead. Well, and I, I feel like we're complaining – Mama's ahead for today. <laughs> right, so, right. you know, well, it was 49-0 at the half. I know, year. and that's why we kind of right. take that for granted. Take it, and, and that's why Knox probably running off the field happy down 14 nothing. You don't see that very often. And now we'll get the drum roll going because we got a great guest uh, for us today that's going to take us right into the second half so you and I can go take uh, – Yeah, we'll go down there. We're going to take the whole second half the good off. Food's and, going on there. And now you get a true blue uh, guy that knows what he's doing uh, at the radio ways, right? Mammoth College Hall of Famer, former voice of the Fighting Scots, Lance Dietrich. How you doing, Lance? No, I'm doing well. Thanks, guys. It's nice to be back in a booth with a headset on, a little better than the ones they had in 1985. <laughs> I, I will say that. And uh, I don't know. It's. Uh, I think you hit it right on. I mean, something seems out of sync with these guys today. And I think you know, senior day and all that sort of thing. And uh, I think the expectations, of course, are to come out here and stomp a lung out of Knox. That's the way it's been <laughs> last several years. Yeah, yeah. and, you know, uh, you you can see it. It's just a little tick here, tick there. So I think uh, I'm confident the Scots are get back on their, yeah. under their uh, regular way of uh, <laughs> dominating <laughs> offensively. Think Coach Ross, talking to him a little bit, uh, let's just say he has a little bit of attitude with what he's saying. That's <laughs> a good way to put it. Yeah. yeah, I think the volume would be up there. The volume yeah. would be up yeah. there, yeah. yeah. And maybe some, some good elocution and, and diction and you know all what those good words. Elocution. I'm yeah. writing that one down. I'm going to start using that. Not electrocution. <laughs> Ele- oh, I thought you said electrocution. Well, the old, the, old, uh, the old coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, how about the execution of, the, of your ball club? He says, I'm all for it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember who that was. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, Tell the folks about yourself. Well, uh, I don't know what there is to tell. Uh, I'm 62 years old. You know, <laughs> uh, well, I teach uh, special ed at, in Peoria. I've done that for a number of years. I um, kind of have an avocation where I write military books. And no kidding. Okay. You know, um, I'm on. Well, I've written 11, 11 books, and I'm the historian for the Alamo Scouts. They were an elite uh, special operations unit of World War II, and I wrote their first history. 
So I've been their historian ever since. So I travel the country uh, speaking at veterans events and publicizing the Alamo Scouts and trying to get their incredible uh, story out there and trying to raise awareness for um, uh, veterans issues. And I kind of do that on the side in addition to teaching uh, special ed kids for 27 years. Um, you spoke at the Veterans Day uh, uh, event we had yes, earlier sir. today on the radio. How'd that go? It went well, um, as far as my view. I don't know sure. what everybody else thought, but I think it, I think it went pretty well. Uh, American Legion just did a fantastic job of hosting that. Great cheeseburgers, by the way. Um, oh, some uh, of the best. Uh, oh, man, they were good. <laughs> um, and just a lot of nice people, which I think being from this area, I think everyone kind of expects that is the norm around here, just nice people and always come nice to come back and it's only an hour for me to come back from Peoria and I try to catch the home games as often as I can. Tell the folks your old uh, old stomping grounds of Colin Scott's game. Well, uh, yes, I used to be the sports information director for Monmouth College from 83 to 85 and during that time, the owner of WMOI said, hey, you know what, you can put two words together and uh, that's even all it takes, even though, me. Yeah, even That's though you went takes. to Monmouth, uh, you know, you put two words together. Uh, how about uh, trying it out on the air with uh, Ralph Eckhart? And nice. Ralph, Ralph was a marvelous uh, play-by-play man, and who now, he's probably re- retired now, but he went on to work for the Voice of America out on the East Coast. Just had a wonderful baritone voice. And Ralph and I would travel to those games, and we just enjoyed it so much. And I did that for about three years, and to include some bi-county football games. Nice. See, I'm a old Yorkwood guy. Mm-hmm. I graduated in 85 from, from Yorkwood. You know, I might so have done one of your I was going to say, yeah, I didn't play football. Um, uh, they didn't – was a state championship team. They didn't have much room for a five foot five 100-pound guy. So <laughs> I did the stats. <laughs> well, and the question I have for you, times haven't changed, right? We're running a spread offense. That's what we run back there when you were calling it. <laughs> sure, sure we <laughs> did. It was more like what's on the other side of the ball with the triple option and double – Wing T stuff, right? I well, mean, we actually, uh, the teams I played on, at least a, a couple of years before that, we did a single option. That was usually the punt. <laughs> <laughs> what about the games you like called, that. though? I mean, you know, Miles College, right? Well, was it was the beginning of the Kelly Kane era. There yes. was one year with Dave Ostrander. Okay. And then the next, uh, Kelly Kane began ushering in a more physical uh, style of play and, and really fullback heavy, right. and uh, they, they would do some uh, wing-type formations, and you had Mark Reed at quarterback oh, sure. who could oh. run the ball, and uh, it was just a lot of fun watching the genesis of what we see today take root. You know, it was 35 years ago, but that's where it started. I think the philosophy and the mentality and all that began uh, in the mid-'80s with Kelly Kane coming in. Right, yeah, and I, I got to be a student of – I was a student there watching those particular games uh, in the early 90s. But uh, you're right. There was just a different style than what we're seeing out here today with the Monmouth College and the style they bring with spread offense. And you can throw to four receivers. Kind of sort of with Coach Bell, I'm guessing. Yes, Coach Bell and Alex Tanning era. But more importantly, that's just that's how the games evolved here at Monmouth College, right? I mean, there's a different coach in there, obviously. But the style of play just becomes something different. And – and the quality of players. I mean, you yeah. you have the, the size of the kids today. It's just, you know, when I was a kid way back in the 70s, I remember collecting football cards, and the biggest 
card, the biggest player I had was Bubba Smith, like at 6'7", 295. We, we have high school kids that big for crying <laughs> out loud. That's a quarterback I, anymore. In the, in the <laughs> County. Yeah. Right, right, right. right. Know, and when I played, right. you know, we had uh, some 280-pound people and, and such, but they were monsters. And today, I mean, it's just, I mean, you know, I played both ways at 210 pounds. And today, you know, they need a 220-pounder to carry the water bucket. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, talk about your, your athletic, uh, athletic career here at Monmouth College. Well, um, I came actually from Spoon River, and I, okay. had, I had a number of uh, bigger offers, uh, Wyoming, uh, Western, some schools out east, such. But my dad lived here. He used to have the sale barn here north of oh, town. Oh, sure, 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 sure. And he said, why don't you consider coming here? I have some friends. I didn't know anything about Monmouth. And I came here, and I have to say, I just completely fell out of love with the facilities. They were horrible. <laughs> but my dad was here, and I said, you know what? Um, this might work. And he always said, you know, you want to be a little fish in a big pond, or do you want to try to be a bigger fish in a little pond? And because he had that same opportunity with, with some, some schools. And I said, well, you know what? I'll give it a try. And um, things worked out just marvelously here. Like I said, we didn't have – we had horrible facilities. Not bad. Now, I, I don't want to mince words here. Not bad. Horrible. <laughs> <laughs> the campus has changed a little bit. Yes, it has. And, and to the credit of, of Bruce Haywood and others who followed him, uh, we just love as an alumnus – coming back and seeing the quality of Monmouth College and, and it just it just kind of oozes a d- tradition and all those good things that As you the want. the bagpipes are playing in the background. Yeah, yeah. I mean, cue the bagpipes. Cue the bagpipes. Man, that was perfect timing. <laughs> and he's done this before. He, he's hit, he's hit a, the nail on the head there because my reflection and talking about facilities and that kind of stuff that we see now and take a lot, a lot for granted, we had to makeshift a baseball field in the old, I'm talking the old, old gym, not Glenny, the old gym up top <laughs> that is no longer, and it's just a rough now, you know. But uh, we had to put uh, the high high jump mats so we could do a pitching, you know. You weren't killing somebody coming out of the old <laughs> weight room that was, <laughs> you know, as big as this room we're in now. But uh, it's funny how everything's evolved, and, and, and in a good way. And, again, I we don't want to totally ditch what we were part of. But it has grown, it has evolved, and it's it's a good thing. Well, to it has see. to. It, it has, has to, to absolutely. And for the school to survive, and when you have a you know a, a quarter of your of your student body playing athletics or more, you have to be competitive. And being competitive means a, a quality field, quality um, locker rooms, uh, quality jerseys, a, a good look. Uh, the weight room when I was here, it was in the old gym. The top floor, yep. it wasn't any more than probably 25 by 15. We had two benches with carpet on them and one squat rack, and it was usually about 100 degrees. <laughs> That's when the when the air was working. <laughs> it and, cooled it off to 100 yes, degrees. Yes, it did. It dropped way down, and I thought, what am I doing here? You know, I mean, my weight room in my basement in Canton was, was <laughs> this. But we, we made it work, and we, we began to see change. And I, I have to give a shout-out to my teammate and wonderful friend, uh, Roger Haynes. Oh, sure. 
Roger Haynes, my high school basketball coach. Yes, if there was a tip of the spear that really sliced his way through all that was Monmouth College into what is Monmouth College, I think you have to hand it to Roger. He to to uh, shake the right hands and say the right things and and be loyal to uh, the surrounding counties and bring in kids from those counties to play here with, with a realistic eye of what the kids could do. And I think Roger has just been extraordinary for this college. And I want to make sure that. Yeah. And a great that. point, great point on that. And he's actually handed down the baton to the likes of who we had as our coach, coach, Woodard. coach Woodard and, mm-hmm. and just, you know, it, it becomes the process of it and the tradition of it. Right. Um, I thought you were, when you said hot air, I thought you were talking about Coach Glasgow. But, <laughs> but again, another guy. I worked with Terry. You, you, know, you, you have to say spicy hey, hot air. You've got to take the shots on him, you know. <laughs> the most I hope art, you're not listening. The most articulate, <laughs> profane man I've ever met. I just I loved working with him. I always thought he had a calendar for the word of the day because he'd bring up some word. I'm like, Coach, can you spell that? Or one of the two things, enunciated again, because I, I didn't catch any one of those vowels and consonants you threw at me. But no, it, but it, you you bring a good point. It's it's the guys like we mentioned, Coach Bosco, Coach Sander, and Coach Haynes. I mean, those those are names that hit home with me, and and not only in the sense of what they did for me, but other athletes, other student athletes, and and obviously you want to pass on tradition, but what they've taught me, and, and just in my life and my coaching world, you know, I, I I want to give them thanks every time I see them, and, and it's it's hard to do that, and and it's a nice time to recognize that too. And, and the hospitality we're, we're sitting in right now, we're, the uh, field we're looking at, I remember painting this field back in the day on a cold morning. And that, that wasn't fun on November 11th, I'll tell you that. <laughs> um, coming out here at 5.30 in the morning and painting the field. But now now the luxury of that is all they got to do is put the cones down. <laughs> so how times have changed and evolved. And it's guys like you talked about, Coach Haynes and Coach Glasgow and Coach Sander, who has passed on now and but. It's, it's the legacy they, they, they pass on to all these other folks that are doing the same thing that they were doing. The, the broadcast booth, when I was I here. was going to say, what was the booth like back then? Those well, days? besides the 20-foot ladder climb you had to do to get up here, and then uh, you could – one thing, we were all in one big open air, so you had like a little uh, partition or something like they have in a, in a uh, library study carol, you know, that like that was going to bro- block you <laughs> off sure. from – It was from the, the crow's from nest. The, yeah, it's called the crow's nest, right? <laughs> yeah, from the coach uh, dropping f bombs. Well, I was going to say the coach with the headset on. I've been in some <laughs> high school press boxes with those guys. <laughs> so, uh, pardon that uh, elocution by the coach, uh, but uh, <laughs> but no, it was it was all great stuff. And and you know, we all stand on the shoulders of people who came before us in some way, you know. And and I think that's. Uh, Monmouth is just one of these schools, like everyone says their school is, but it's uh, their tradition and the personalities and the experiences along the way that, um, you know, keep this place going. Before before we get the second half started, we'd love to have you hang out with us for a while, the second half. Awesome. You can have me for a few minutes. Please don't ask me to play much or call any play by player. <laughs> Color, I don't I don't know the kids' well, names. Well, there goes that. I guess we're not going to eat or anything. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, no, I'm kidding. Darn it. Do you have any good bronze turkey stories that maybe you can put oh, on the I air? Oh, I do. And <laughs> you can put on the air. I'm glad you yeah, know. I remember the, um, the viewers might, uh, or the listeners might remember when the bronze turkey was kidnapped by Knox and held for hostage. Do you remember yes, hearing I that remember story? Hearing yeah. The story? Yeah, and I do. 
there, there was a ruse going on in the, the student union. A couple of brazen knock students came over and said, oh, can we interview your director of facilities or whatever? And yeah, yeah, yeah. And all, the, all of a sudden they got a mysterious phone call. Well, I've, I'll be right with you. And of course they were, they'd asked to see the turkey. This is elaborate. And he went, came back, no turkey. Well, the turkey has wings. That's WKRP in Cincinnati said turkeys don't fly. <laughs> and so. then they they got a ransom note with a photo of the turkey blindfolded. These are screwed. And I don't crazy. remember. It doesn't happen anymore. No, I, I don't remember well, how many three years. Three to five years now. Exactly. <laughs> right. True. No, I don't remember how many years if uh, the turkey was missing. And I think maybe and definitely because I think that's what led to the making of the new turkey. New bronze yeah. turkey. Okay. Because, you know, it might be buried in some frat house over there in Galesburg. <laughs> yeah. Or Monmouth. You know, I wouldn't put it past any. Some of the stories that, that I have heard, just you know, this doesn't happen much anymore, and that's sad. You know, it, the shenanigans are what kind of makes it fun, right? All right, let's get the second half underway here. Scott's lead 14 to nothing as we bring our uh, halftime halftime uh, show to an end, brought to you by LMP Insurance Agency. For your auto, home, commercial, and farm insurance needs, contact Rachel Kunkel or Julie Martin. At 734-2116. We've been speaking with Lance Zedrick, who spoke earlier today at the American Legion. You heard it on WREM this morning, and we'll, it'll be found on our website at RadioMammoth.com. If you didn't happen to get a chance to hear that, you can go back and, and listen to the whole program. So, folks, an update on that. First and ten as we get the second half underway. It'll be Scott's football on their own 30-yard 30, 30 line, first and ten. Boyer, he gives straight ahead to Brooks. Not a whole lot there. Boy, this, the uh, Prairie Fire pretty tough on, on the Steering ground game. defense they got, the run defense anyway. Um, yeah, and I think that's one of those. We talked about eye candy with Knox and how they want you to just dive at the fullback all the time. They kind of do some eye candy stuff. I'm not too I, – I, I'm, I'm predicting here. That's what Monmouth College wants to do. They just want to run Brooks there, and I'm sure they're going to make a pass of some sort here to either Fulton or Bergman. Well, yeah, Actually, like the jab leading up to the punch. And again, down goes Boyer. That's the second time he's been sacked today. And, and again, folks, nationally, the Scots were tied for 10th across the entire nation of Division Three football, and the fewest sacks allowed with five coming in. That's two today. That's two today, and that's probably going to knock them out of the top 20, I would think. Yeah, that's going to be back to the 25-yard line, third and 15. Lance, just what was your thoughts on that first half? Well, again, I, I, I love the score least part of it i think the scots left two touchdowns on the board i i just uh i think they're i get the feeling they're trying to find their rhythm yet and get out of this uh the, the senior day stuff and true i never even thought about that that's with the with the bronze turkey and the senior day always a little rough start sometimes back straight back to passes boyer down the middle of the field got Thornton misses him at the 47 yard line of knox it'll be fourth down the punt team out and uh, looking from the knock sideline, that's that's what you want. Three and out here to start the second half. We'll give credit where credit's due. Uh, their cornerback there knocked the ball down. Nice little play. Kept the receiver in front of him. Obviously, it's an obvious passing down. But here, 14 nothing. That's a, that's a win for Knox and uh, keeps their momentum going. And you just talked about it. The extracurricular stuff that's going on with Senior Day, and obviously you're already in a bowl for next week. And you just got those things that uh, this game just doesn't mean as much. or You know, it should, but it it just doesn't. I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to multitask sometimes as an athlete, as a coach says. And then you got to take 
you got to take out the simple stuff, which is senior day is over with, right? Um, now you got to play for that senior day. you got to play for what the meaning of the first part of the game was, and that's why it's called pregame, and then you got to move into the game. And So far, Mom's College hasn't shown any signs of doing that. They're just one tick, one tick slow, one, one, a few inches here on every pass. They just seem to be right off the fingertips. Yep. Kind of maybe a, maybe natural. You hear it all the time in sports. Coming off a big win, it's that week mm-hmm. after the big win. You, uh, yeah, yeah, that was a huge win last no, week. Huge win. A lot of fun. That was a lot of fun to call. Little belly play there, off tackle play, and gave it to the second running back. And sorry, we don't have a number yet. Yeah, Centino took the uh, punt from Zell kind of off the bounce, and uh, great open field tackle by Tanner Tomoski, which amazes me that Tanner's the first one down there on on punt coverage. Well, and I hate to say this to you listeners, but if Knox College just kept doing the belly play, the off-tackle plays that they're showing signs of, and not getting that uh, third and seven play, if they can stay away from that, they'll just keep marching down the field. But uh, that one stop from time to time, ooh. Well, he was on the keeper. He's on the move. Down to the 30, 25. Nobody's going to catch him. That's a touchdown from Cale Williams. We're a one-score game now. With 12.37 to go here in the third quarter, Williams just straight ahead. For the 58-yard touchdown run, and that's all it takes is one big play. You get a three and out and then a big play. That's uh, a great crowd coming over from Knox. No surprise there, filling up the opposite sides, and the sidelines got some uh, got some fire going. This is exactly what the Prairie Fire needed. I think one of the dangers here, as I sense it, is that you don't want Knox becoming the little engine that believes it can. Right, Absolutely. Yeah, like uh, we were talking in the first half, they'd just keep, they'd love to keep hanging around and hanging around. <laughs> Extra point is good. 14-7, to seven, that's the first touchdown for the Prairie Fire. I know they didn't score last year 56 and nothing. I can't remember what 2022 was, but first touchdown in two years for the Prairie Fire. 14-7 with 12.37 to go. We'll be back in 30 seconds with the Farm King kickoff. Kick all the way to the end zone to start the uh, drive here for the Scots. Could return out over the 20, but short of the 25. It'll be first and ten scouts, and boy, that fire, Prairie Fire sideline is completely fired up. Nice-looking kicker there, too, for Knox. He drove that into the end zone. Well, we talked about discipline, and that's what Long College didn't show, and that's why the defensive coordinator and Coach Braun has got his hands out like, have I told you all week about this game and how important? <laughs> I mean, why, why does it happen? The bigger game last week, yeah, obviously it was a big win. Why is there always a setback that following week? If anybody ever figures that out, you'll be the greatest. It's not a cliche. It happens more often than not. Yep. I think there's a reason things are cliches, you know. (laughs) Because they're they're true. true. (laughs) You're right. First play from scrimmage for the Scots. Nate Rublick on a nice carry out near the 30-yard line. Give him the 30. Give him the 30. So that's three yards short, second and seven. Or excuse me, second and three. Poor mama. It's a big drive for the Scots here after going three and out and then giving up the big play. You don't necessarily have to score, but I think you got to get a couple first downs here. I, yeah, there's some chirping going on over there. I, I think if you put a score on them. Oh, boy, Nate Boyer puts it on the turf, and, boy, he's luckily it bounced, I think, right back up to him. This is gonna be you turn hold. it over there, and that's not good. I bet you this is going to be a hold against Mom's College. Yep. And it is holding on the Scott. So that's going to make it, instead of probably close to a first down, that's going to be second, second and 12, 13. 13 yeah. yeah, the flag's laying on the 28. You're marking off from the 28. Yeah, that's going to be 
I'll say the 20. Right, it's going to be second and 13 for Monmouth. Got a score in from Illinois College and Beloit College. 39 to nothing. I see leading uh, Beloit. They're still they're only midway through the second quarter. It's going much slower than our game here at April's Zone Memorial Stadium. Second and 13 for Monmouth. Boyer sidecar right, two receivers right, one left. Takes a snap, back to pass, looks over the middle. Got his move, Berger took a shot at the 35, drops the ball, and now he looks like he's a little discomfort, but pops up. Would have been a first down. That's a good shot there by the Prairie Fire. Nice shot coming across the middle. you got, you got to give it to Knox right now. They're they're bringing it bringing it hard. They've hit, the, they've hit our receivers a couple times today pretty and it, pretty solidly. And it looked to me like, and again, I didn't catch all the numbers and where they were, but it looked like they were in more zone coverage. Hence the reason you're running right into a, a vicious hit. And if you just sit down in that little cavity or that gap that they give you, that's where the opening is going to be for the quarterback and the receiver. Third and 13 now for Mama. Yeah, they're going to be in zone coverage here. So you're going to have to find that gap in their, in their defense. Spin, roll, right, Boyer. Oh, look out. And down he goes. That's the third sack of Boyer today. Again, just five sacks coming into the season, coming into the game on the entire season, and three today for Knox. Scott's going to have to pump the football away. Wow, this is uh, taking a, uh, quite a turn of events here since our halftime break. Yeah, it's not the, the old Mo, they call it. The old Mo is definitely going in Knox's direction, and and they're going to have great field position. Yeah, the uh, Knox punt returner standing on the Scots 46-yard line. Zelk punting from the end zone. It's at the 40. Oh, boy, what a big bounce for the Scots. That's a 25, 26-yard bounce. I don't think you need to get on it that quick. Might have rolled another yard. Well, they're saying exactly. it might have might have hit him on the toe. The Knox players well, are pointing like it. Wow, yeah, the four thirty-five yard line. That's a that's a big break for Monmouth there. That hit at the forty, what's the forty yard line? Yeah, they're pointing backwards. They're pointing backwards like it did hit the Monmouth College guy. Now I, something propelled that, and you can't say it was yeah because it really took a big bounce. Is that going to come back up to the forty yard line? I think it is. Yeah, it's coming up. It didn't hit a sprinkler no. head. No, you're right. Back in the day, when they used to call a game, he would have said that might have hit a sprinkler. That's going to go about right, too. 45-yard line is where. Yeah, you bring it back to the time when you were calling the game. Maybe the reason we really were slow or seemed slow is because the six-inch grass that we played on. A little faster on turf, huh? Yeah. You've been way faster on turf, right? Much faster. And Mark Reed, if you're listening, I did not call you slow. That was not me calling you slow. Because I run into him every now and again. <laughs> Stretching the field. Not much there for Knox here on this near side. And boy, down, down and holding his knee. That's not good. That is not good. He is in a, a world of hurt there. That's Kira Turner. I'm not calling a play running back Knox, from nor, Chicago. Nor do I want to, but I think you got to do what you were doing and going north and south. Going east yeah. and west on Mom College's defense is not a good thing. Yeah, now you, uh, Turner's in a whole lot of pain grabbing that left leg. Gain of a couple down to the 43 yard line. It'll be second and eight once they get uh, Turner tended to here. It's yep. a big turn of events here since the half. You know, guys, going back to what you mentioned earlier about uh, Mamet's philosophy as far as uh, the passing game, 
I think if you go back the Steve Bell era a little bit and start running some of those uh, bubble screens that long handoffs. Yeah, um, they're vertical, and you know that's what we want to do. Is you talked about Knox running east and west isn't going to work. Well, I think Mama sometimes gets a little conservative in uh, trying to do, be too fancy or uh, too much of the same thing. I think uh, you can go back a little bit and revisit what worked real well, those safe bubble screens, and get you five and six yards and not always trying to hit the home run every time. Right. You bring up a valid point there. And, and sustaining drives is what we talked about and what we said that a couple different times today. There has not been any of that. Um, I got the big play with Bergeron, forward to Bergeron there in the first quarter. And it's a team that averaged 32 first downs for a three-game spent. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Average. Average, which you, you even do that in high school football. That's saying something. Now we're talking the college game, which is just something you never hear of. But, yeah, just getting back to just nickel and dime a little bit and then take your chance, set that play up. I do feel like we are getting a little bit out of our game plan, possibly, just by trying to get too vertical. You bring up a very good point there, Lance. You get a chance to get back and see uh, Scott's football very much? Yeah, I try to make the home games. I usually stand right out here to the the south of the, the box. And you know we have a lot of experts there, so and a lot of, <laughs> a lot of lot, experts yeah, there. yeah, yeah, a lot of looking us too. We'll, we'll make sure you uh, sure. <laughs> Got to give us credit in the expert field. I'm always open to learn something. <laughs> well, at least my wife says I do. <laughs> well, they got they got Turner off the field. I'll give you a quick update on a high school game. We got oh, uh, yeah. Rover Winfield is down 15 to seven to Chicago Hope today. Hang in there. Hang in there. They scored right off the bat, but they've been down since. Seven and up in Rover Wings, so we're off the bat and now seven. Second and eight, yeah, you're right. They got uh, Williams got north that time. Inside the 40 down to the 38, it'll be third and about three for Knox. And this is way better up their alley than third and seven. Any word on the Washington High School game? It's kind of Meyer in Peoria. Well, they're playing a tough team today. Yeah, they've got actually it's on my sheet here. They've got Chatham Glenwood today at Chatham Glenwood. Two o'clock kickoff. So they're yeah, they're well underway there. No, they're not quite underway yet. Yeah. Two not o'clock yet. kickoff yep. for okay. for Washington. That's a good program there. Third and three, four knocks. The pitch and going oh, nowhere. And stopped in the backfield. That's gonna be a loss on the play. Again, that is that east west thing that you guys were talking about. I thought, I think if he would have gave it to the uh, fullback first, I think that's probably close to a first down there. He had a little bit of room to run up the middle. I think he'd still be running. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's a tie ball game here. Exactly. That's, uh, boy. Fourth and seven. I think the offense is staying on the field. This is kind of risky in a one score game. Oh, no, never mind. Punt team is on. Okay, I didn't see him come off or come onto the field. So the punt team is on. Boy, he's back. The center has been a little – usually way. it's 13 yards back from the yeah, center. Yeah, that's a long way, isn't it? There's a one-hop, yeah. It tells me it was a longer than normal. Line drive kick down to the 15, popped up in the air, and there's that, there's that bounce that seems like all opposing punters have gotten against the Scots today. That's inside the five, down to maybe the one- or two-yard line again. Boy, we just not cannot catch a bounce in special teams. This whole season, it's been odd. You know, I'm a I'm a pro Scott fan all the way, but I'll tell you that's what I've seen. Just an observer, that seems to have been our our soft spot all year. And why I don't know because 
obviously we have big, fast, talented kids. I don't know if it's a schematic thing or what, but uh, you know, I see that as a, a big avenue of improvement. That's next been year. the weakness for sure this year. I mean, there's not a whole lot of weaknesses, but that's one of them for sure. All right, Scott's on offense. Big hole for McKay Brooks. Still on his feet out over the 15. That's a first down. That's a big carry by by McKay there on first down to get out of a little bit of trouble there. A simulation sports in Monmouth first down. Golf simulators, batting cages, pool tables, and a lounge area equipped with HD TVs. First there's and ten Scott. There's that Larry Zonka run we've been talking about with Brooks. And we haven't seen that. We saw it on the draw play there late in the second quarter, but Oh, here we go. Free play. Free play, we think. We've Maybe. said that a couple of times this year. They're going to go deep. Jackson Bergeron makes the catch at the 45. If that's a penalty on Knox, that play will stand. And, again, we've been wrong a couple of times on that this year. And so to Scott. He is pointing Knox's way. All right. I know Mama's kind of hanging back because they've seen this happen a couple of times before, too. Dylan Bone is thinking the best. there was yeah. a – Dylan uh, Bones, is, he, he's uh, definitely motioning towards that way. Maybe that's the play. And when Lance talked about the vertical game, that's when you do do the vertical game. Do do when you have the vertical game come back in into play is when hey, they've done something wrong. Now we can take advantage of it. Maybe that'll escalate them into you know just bigger, better plays. And that's the matchup you saw earlier, Bergen with the smaller defensive back. Right. First and ten scouts on the Knox forty-five, and back to the ground game and nowhere to go. Loss of one there for. Brooks, McCade Brooks on the carry. It'll be second and 11. And there must be some stunts up there. I'll keep my eye on that. But Mama College keeps looking over the sidelines, and I don't like that look when you have the hands in the air and you're going, what what the heck happened and how are we supposed to block it? Because that just shows me that hence the reason the fullback's getting or halfback's getting hit a yard or two deep in the backfield. Second and 11 pulled the scouts on the Knox 46. We're down Thornton's nearing the halfway point. The, the third quarter, he's looking that way. Now let's step up in the pocket. He'll run. He's got the first down and more. 30, 25, 20, still on his feet. 15, 10, five touchdown. Carter Boyer, highlight reel touchdown run. That's uh, exactly what you – well, you got man-to-man coverage on the outside, zone coverage underneath, and that opens up that middle, and that's what Carter Boyer took advantage of. And I don't want to take it, you know, give any uh, of his highlights away there on that particular run. He didn't get touched for about 12, 15 yards. Oh, yeah. But after that, he eluded about four or five tacklers with straight arms and uh, kind of, I call it the soft legs. So if you, if you kind of do the, you know what that is? The uh, what? Soft legs. Uh, no. That means you just kind of let your, oh. your leg goes relaxed. So when the tackler goes to get it, you kind of just. That sounds like me getting out of the recliner every night. Yeah, it's just, I, I think it's called the soft <laughs> legs. I don't know. That's what, I, back of my day, that's what they call it. <laughs> The other was called Viatica. Right. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm calling it. The Robert Thompson trucking touchdown highlight reel run by Carter Boyer. For all your rock, sand, dirt, and grain, all he needs, call Robert Thompson trucking at 768 2697. Us and our soft legs will be back in 30 seconds. A little pooch kick following the touchdown. The farm can kick off down to the 29 yard line. A little extracurriculars. No shocker there between uh, Mammoth. <laughs> no. We caught it at the 26, and then he did a little tap dance up to the 29. So, well, you know, I think I this is meant to be a fair catch. Yeah, <laughs> he's going to call it the 27 and split the difference. I All think, right. Well, 7-26 you, to go third quarter, 21-7 Scots. And, you know, maybe Mama College is searching for 
a leadership role too. And, and who could you ask more of it than the guys led him the whole year is Carter Boyer. So maybe that's the play that you have to just get this game going in mom's college direction. And maybe well, it took a lot of wind out of the sails off that side. It sure did. Didn't it? Over there. And yeah. now down for a sack goes Williams at the 15 yard line. Is that Tomaski? Tanner Tomaski. And that's a, that's a, that is a, uh, that's a statement right there. Yeah. <laughs> well, like I said, leadership is leadership, and that may have been a wake-up call by Carter Boyer just getting his team like, hey, jump on my back here and uh, make uh, – hey, now it's the defense turn to kind of turn the game the other way and get the momentum. Like you said, almost definitely switch. You don't see Knox jumping up and down and no. head, head, bu- head button and chest bumping and all that stuff over there now. You see Mom's college kind of like it woke them up. All the way back to the 16-yard on our first Farfic Nugan, I think, today. Second and 21. Delay game. And now a delay game following that. Boy, that's tough. Yeah, this is where Knox doesn't have that playbook for this this down and distance. Well, who does? But yeah, they uh, might. that might have been the delay game. They might have been flipping all the way through the playbook to find a second and 21. Well, I just saw a bunch of pages go in the air. Like the <laughs> offense quarter said, I don't have that play. No, I don't have it. That'll be second and 26. Hold the prairie fire. Two receivers right and left. Right, back right behind Williams. over here. Now let the set of the screen rolling in the end zone. Gets rid of it over the head of the receiver at about the 28-yard line. Would have been a short gain on that. Should be a I've seen that. We've seen Kale Williams miss high numerous times today. That one looked a little better. A couple of ducks earlier in the ballgame that yeah. was way too high. Through to his mother in the stands, but Chicago Hope is up now, 22 to seven over Robo Williamsfield. Robo Williamsfield led by former Monmouth College Fighting Scott Grant Golston. Had a big win last week. Last week, uh, Stark County. Yeah, Stark County, big win over. Uh, Set a record. Stark County. Set a state record for interceptions. Yeah, five. Yeah, five. Five. Five right? interceptions. Yeah, set a state record. A couple of guys had two apiece. Third down now and 26, following the incomplete pass straight ahead. And not a lot there either. Out over the 15 to the 18-yard line. So it'll be fourth and uh, country mile there. Fourth and 17, 18. He's got his shoes out counting, folks. Shoes <laughs> yeah. off. Shoes fourth off counting. Fourth of a bunch. Punt team on. That's all you need to say. Punt team on. This is a big opportunity for the Scots right here because the center has been short on two uh, snaps. You're calling a pump block, Lance? Is that what you're calling? Uh, I'm thinking so. Okay. Here we go. Oh, yeah. How about oh, a safety? Even better. It's going to be a get out of the end zone. Can, no. can he kick that? He can still kick he it. Can he can still kick it or get he it. He got out of the end zone, but boy, did he take a shot at the two yard line. Oh, wow. my. He's, hey, he just knocked the dust off his. <laughs> yeah, uh, he did. Yeah. I'm just going to just let him take his rest boy out. Wow. What a call there, folks. Well, as a former center, I can tell you <laughs> oh, that you would know. Yes, uh, if you if you hike a couple short, well, then you then you overcompensate. You overcompensate exactly. So I could see a problem with this next one coming in, and the pressure of being in your own end zone as well, and all the good things that go with being a center, which aren't many. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's what sets in on the knock side. Oh, this is what we were expecting. Yeah, you're down three scores. It's Scott's first and goal from the three. This can get ugly real quick here. Two scores getting ready to be three scores. With 536 to go third quarter, Scott's going to really, really. And there's Rublik. He's in for the touchdown, Nate Rublik. 
makes it 27 nothing, pending the extra point. Yeah, that didn't take long. It was 14-7, and Knox had the Scots pin deep. And, and you know, what you like about that play is Rubik's, uh, what he's averaging, a touchdown a game, and Nick Burke, oh. basically. And he and Brooks are right there with a touchdown a game. I mean, we kind of have. Brooks got his 11th today, and, and uh, Rubik's now got nine. Nine. So, yeah, there, there you go. He got 20 touchdowns by those guys. And, and if we talked at the beginning of the year, that was a big question mark, is that running running back position is who's going to do it for us. And we got two guys that are putting themselves in the end zone quite a bit. And both back next year. More important point by Zelk is good. 28-0 Scots following the Robert Thompson trucking touchdown for all your rock, sand, dirt, and green holly needs. Call Robert Thompson trucking at 768-2697. We'll be back in 30 seconds for the Farm King kickoff. Kicked down by the Prairie Fire to 25-yard line. He's he, he's been told that numerous times. You do not run the football. <laughs> Keegan Hodges from Freeport. He's there to block, that's for sure. You can tell he was fair catching, and then once it bounced, he, he got it and took a knee. That's his I second am, fair I, catch, by I the way. I have done my job. Yeah. <laughs> I am not supposed to do anything with it other than that. Knox offense. This is a uh, it's a huge it's a huge drive here for Knox. Already down well, 28-7. And, and this is just not up Knox's. You know, this is not in their game plan. They cannot get uh, down this big, and they don't have the offense for it. They want to be a grind-you-out type of offense. And yeah, now even getting north didn't work. A couple yards there out to the 27-yard line, but that was uh, Isaiah Hawes on the carry that time for the Prairie Fire. We talk about this with football and with the triple option, what it brings in the wing tee. I would not pay attention to fullback at all here. I'm just a little bit of a gambler situation. They just ran the fullback. as eye candy stuff to set up this next play, and it's going to be something outside or at least off the off tackle position with the belly or whatever. It's not going to be something to the fullback. I guarantee it. Back Four to passes, Williams thrown out and complete. How about he end up making that catch off the bounce? Yeah. He was out of bounds. He was but, out of bounds. But yeah, great effort. Still catching it? Yeah, great effort there by uh, Nico Poe from uh, nearby Kiwani, sophomore Nico Poe. I've called some called high school name? football games and some uh, some basketball games. Well, he's a heck of a basketball player for the uh, Boilermakers as well. Big opportunity for the Scots here for a turnover. Well, yeah, I, yeah and I think you're going to call like a Tevin Baker's name, although I don't see him out there right now. There he is. Here he is. He's one with he's one with saliva coming down the corner of his mouth right yeah. this morning. Well the whole four <laughs> defensive front guys are quick throw out though and complete. Well short of the first down would be fourth and four. Did you see what they had set up there? They had a, a little hook and ladder. The running back was releasing out. Endicott actually saw it, I think, or read it. Uh but that that play was designed to catch and kick it on a little uh, hook and ladder play. So Knox, Knox is reaching deep into their playbook. I didn't. I wouldn't. I didn't mention it, but I was thinking this was that would have been a good opportunity for the uh, corner to step in front of that one. And yeah, just jump pick around. Six, yeah. Pick six, yeah. yeah. Uh, punt team on for Knox. Be careful here. <laughs> From their own thirty-one. Good snap. Oh, oh what now, are you doing? down he goes. I think that was. <laughs> if you said, be careful here. That was the uh, fake did not work because that you know he's been doing the rugby style kick, but that didn't look like he had the ball tucked away like he was just going to run it right out of the gate. Uh, given the last given the last three punts, you can 
you just knew that the Scots were going to bring the pressure like crazy from the ends, and they ran right into the pressure. McKay Brooks on the tackle, which uh, he's our guy we've been talking about. Got in, he's gotten in the end zone 11 times this year. Also on special teams because he's a great tackle. I watched him play high school football. One of the better linebackers in high school football in the area. Uh, that was not designed, folks. I watched what the coaching staff did when the punter came off the field. Uh, oh, so it wasn't just a fake no, out of the he, got, he oh, pretty much boy. got undressed over there. Yeah, Jacob Poden uh, turns it over to the Scots here on fourth down. It'll be first and 10 from the 17-yard line. Straight ahead, Brooks. Down to about the 15. And a couple there with just under four minutes now left in the third quarter. That first half was one of the fastest first halves we've called. This third quarter has taken the entire time that the first half, I think, took. Yeah, because Sean was planning for a nap around 3.30 today. <laughs> and, and now that's not going to happen. I'm, I'm actually, for you folks that's maybe listening to us around the town of Monmouth, the uh, women's basketball team plays at four. I'm sliding over to do some PA work over there this afternoon. So Last week you had to uh, sprint down Broadway to Went get down to the high school game. Sunny Lane, you had a doubleheader last week. Had the Scots big win here, and then I did the uh, high school game later in the evening. Here's... Nate Rubick trying to get to the edge. Stays on his feet after taking a shot at the 10. couple of extra there, maybe, down to the 8-yard line. You rarely be enough. You rarely uh, hear Sean call. Listeners, you rarely hear Sean say, tackled by the first tackler. You hardly ever say that when Rubick. When Rubick is carrying the ball, he hardly goes down on that first tackle. I don't recall many times at all. Yeah, his... Uh, his, his yak yards, yards after contact, you got to be huge. Third and one here for the Scots. This time it's Brooks. He's got it inside the eight. Just had to get inside the eight. Well, I'm looking across there, and maybe not. You know what? Uh, I see Lake Forest doing kind of a repeat of what uh, – I'm sorry, Knox doing what a repeat of Lake Forest did. They're sending that backside linebacker underneath, so any cutback they're taking away – and obviously their defensive front's doing a nice job of just controlling their gaps, and they're, they're making those tackles from the backside. No game there. It's going to be fourth and one. Well, it looked like he got inside the eight there from here. But fourth and goal, or fourth and one from the nine-yard line for the Scots. One left tackle. This time it's Brooks. He's got it. Into the end zone for the touchdown straight ahead. 34-7. There's the guy making the great catch in the outfield and hitting the home run next time up, right? Brooks with the, the tackle on the, well, we don't want to say fake punt, but the, whatever they <laughs> whatever were trying to was. do there. But Brooks makes the tackle on that and might as well give him the fill to put it in the end zone. Good job by Brooks there. They'll call for the extra point. 34-7 Scots with 2.12 to go. This Again, this was 14-7. And the Scots were pinned inside uh, their own two. Extra point is on the way. It is good. 35-7 following the Robert Thompson Trucking touchdown for all your rock, sand, dirt, and grain all he needs. Call Robert Thompson Trucking at 768-2697. We'll be back in 30 seconds with the Farm King kickoff. Back underway. Fumbled kickoff by the same, same, same guy. That's the third time for uh, Keegan Hodges. This time he, he fumbled and got on it immediately. They must have scouted him pretty well. They said <laughs> yeah. number 72 at 250 or 60 pounds with sketchy hands. <laughs> you see uh, you see what the volleyball coaches, you know, look at it, kind of give the server a signal on who to give it to. I think every time I think they're using the clipboard to say 72. That actually, pretty, besides fumbling that one, he's done 
pretty decent job of at least making the catch. Did the other team do that? Do that to you in your fast pitch uh, softball days? <laughs> yes, yes. Hit it, hit it, hit Temple. Hit it, Bonnet. It, it, <laughs> <laughs> First and ten from the twenty-eight for Knox. Their own twenty-eight. They trail thirty-five-seven with two twelve to go, third quarter. Straight ahead, and still on his feet out to the thirty-four yard line. Pretty good run there. Good hard run. Good read by Williams. Uh, like I said, you got to be disciplined, and that tackle kind of jumped outside. Anytime you see the shoulders going parallel to the line, that's a give because he's not going to be able to make that arm tackle. At least he shouldn't to your fullback, and that's kind of what he, uh, that's kind of what Williams was reading there. Defense looks like it's got a little bit more of an edge to it right yeah, now than it a little did more step in their step. Last couple series, exactly right. I think all that maybe that all that sideline kind of got the Scots fired up a little bit. As fired up as Knox was. Straight ahead on second and three. It'll be a yard short. It'll be third and one. Serrano on a tackle there. Nice job. I've heard his name over the loudspeaker quite a few times today, actually. Yeah, he's made some nice tackles. Of course, against this offense, he's going to have to make those tackles with a yeah, fullback. True. true. Third and one for Knox with the minute 10 left in the third quarter. Surely. As long as you don't lose a bunch on this play here, probably in four-down territory, I would think. Straight ahead, not going to have to worry about it. First and 10 out over the 40 to the 44-yard line. So that'll move the sticks and probably get us down towards the end of the third quarter here by the time this, uh, after this next play is run. Yeah, the game's kind of, both crowds have kind of settled in here. This is kind of, everybody's like, <sighs> and even probably Knox driving over is like, yeah. <sighs> the world is right again. Mama's <laughs> up by 27. <laughs> Things feel good. <laughs> I love sharing the booth with two, two mama graduates. <laughs> There's that. Uh, oh, ball. ball's on the yeah. ground. Fumbled off a, uh, oh, it'll be about a four or five yard run there for uh, Knox. And we like to remain objective. You know, we like to. <laughs> be very objective in our in our calls. I don't, know, I don't know what you're talking about, Lance. I'm not objective. <laughs> Brent said there's no purple in his paws. There's any purple no, in your no, no. Well, from Canton, maybe. But that's, <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah, you. Well, you'd have that from that day. Yeah. yeah I, I would not have any purple in my. <laughs> it's faded. It's like violet by now. I don't know. The what... turnover to the Scots. Boy, that is really putting the uh, prairie fire in a in a hole here. Down 35 to 70. I think I took it for granted. It was 35 to nothing. I think I said three or four scores before. It's a four score game now. Down the sideline looking for Nate. Thornton makes the catch at the eight yard line. What a great play and catch by Nate Thornton. Why did he catch, uh, how did he catch that one handed? Wow, he was being held by the Knox defender. That's, 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 yeah. that's why he caught it one handed. Well, that's, that's, that's the same, the very same play was right out in front of us, how they called him for offensive pass interference. Yes. And, you know, I'm looking through Monmouth eyes, but, you know, he had a little push-off on this one, which was nice. Right. But it's a makeup call. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll just call it a makeup call, and it's Scott's first goal to go. Let's call it a Maybelline. What shall we just make call? <laughs> Ooh, I like that very much. I, like I wish I could take credit for it. Right but it's, no, at the end of the quarter, snuck up on us again. Yeah, at the end of the third quarter, 35-7, Scott still have a first and goal to go when we come back in one minute. Welcome back to April's Zorn Memorial Stadium. Scott's first and goals. We start this fourth quarter already leading 35-7, to following a big pass from Boyer to Nate Thornton. Rolling right. Now they're going to throw back oh. to the big fella. 
Get in there. He's in for the touchdown. That's a big man touchdown right there. That is Tyreek Tripp. No, it wasn't Tyreek. No, it wasn't Tyreek. 96 or 5. 78. 78. Oh, oh Derek Brown, offensive lineman in his fifth year here at the at, uh, uh, Monmouth College. That might be rubbing your face in it a little bit, but oh well. Well, like I said, I'm not being objective right now. <laughs> <laughs> Touchdown pass from Boyer to Derek Brown. I haven't said that ever before. No, we haven't <laughs> called that, that uh, tandem for sure. Probably won't again. Matter of no. fact, uh, nope, there won't be that. And I, you know, we're gonna we might see some stuff in this fourth quarter we don't normally uh, see a lot of. Of course, the old tradition. I don't know who started. I don't know if Coach Bell started it, where the seniors take the last snap of the ball game. Yeah. Should they get in that position where it's all the seniors? Well, and... that was kind of what that play was all about. Yeah, too. I think so too. Yeah. And while we have a minute, Sean, I think uh, Lance wants to get on to his friends, better friends than you and me. Yeah, but, exactly. Uh, we really have better people to hang out with. We really you and I, right? Stepping in and, and uh, joining us today, and yeah, it's a, it's a great honor. Heck, you got you got the old momentum switch. By exactly. Calling the, it's, the block it's all ball. you. I'm giving you game ball right now. <laughs> right now, you're up for the game ball. You know, and, and that's. Uh, the extra point is good, so bringing the score too. Way to take that compliment. Way to take that compliment, Lance. 42-7, gentlemen, it has been a hoot. It's been a lot of fun and an honor coming back here after so many years, and uh, keep doing great things. Hey, and, and you keep doing great things. Continue to work with, with, the, great, with the great causes that you do as well. We Thank appreciate you, sir. it. Thanks a lot, You man. bet. Happy Mike Patrick's Caesar. Day. Yeah, you, you bet. Too. You too, my man. Lance Cedric joining us here for the broadcast. Uh, it was it was a extreme pleasure, extreme pleasure to to have Lance with us on the broadcast. He's done some Scots football in the past, and we'll, we'd love to get Lance back on the air when he's when he's back in town again. So yeah, that was he's he's the early leader for uh, game, game ball today. Yeah, sure is. What a what a fun play that was to Derek Brown. Boy, the uh, the sideline has gotten awful quiet there across the way. Forty-two well, to seven. Derek Brown is the cousin to Shelly Poston. Oh, no throw, kidding. Throw okay, that well, that, that, okay, that kind of makes sense. I mean, yeah, I should have known that. Brown, uh, yeah, yeah. And, and uh, of course, that's what her maiden name, Shelly Sure, Brown. sure. So, yeah, thanks for the trivia there, Shelly, to reach out there. And, and obviously, we want to recognize Derek not only the capacity of being a, what did you say, a senior or a fifth year starter? Fifth year, fifth year. But uh, more importantly, getting the touchdown. What a, what a nice honor for him. And, and not, we talk about the memories that we talked about that in the pregame that this game brings, or you know, just getting a, a shout out here and there, just on a big play like that. He he never thought in his right mind he's going to go play college football and get a, <laughs> and get a touchdown. So good for On him. Senior day, which is very cool. First play from scrimmage for the Prairie Fire down the left sideline, down to the 45, cutting back and finally tackled at the 32. Big play. Big play there from uh, Hunter Anderson from Paxton Buckley Loda. Pretty good football program there as well. Good football, yes. Big gain down that left sideline. Uh, yeah, starters are still, as I say, at 42 to 7 at senior day. The starters still on the field here for the Scots, so it's just a flat out good play by the Prairie Fire. Down to the Scots, 32, first and 10. Let's see if we can get a score from. Uh, from the uh, IC Beloit game. 
Last score we saw was 39 to nothing. We got a score there. Williams, nice little play. Boy, Williams, he got some uh, to 30. shake and bake to his step and how he, uh, once he gets past his reads, he does a nice job of running the football. I, I could really sense the concern in Coach Brown's voice when, we, when he was talking about Kel Williams earlier this week on the morning show. Well, you don't really, you don't typically talk about a quarterback that has, well, now probably around 1,100 yards on the season, so you got to tip your hat to his season he's having, especially in the run game, more so in the run game. Yeah, but, what uh, is, uh, what is, what's Kale? Kale is a uh, senior, so depending on if he comes back for a fifth year. Second and seven, straight ahead. And about the Scots' 26-yard line is where they'll call forward progress. So it'll be third and about four. 46 nothing at the half, I see, is leading the uh, Beloit Buccaneers. So I'll give you a little uh, halftime update on a high school, local high school score, and it does, doesn't look good for Robo Wingfield in their season continuing on. 36-7 to halftime deficit. They were up 7 nothing. They were up 7 nothing. yep. It's been a 36 unanswered points by Chicago Hope. Yeah, but you just never know what you're getting from those uh, Chicago schools. I mean, the I know the, the inner city schools were, were highly seeded, but they had a terrible record through the first round or two. Yeah, I know Chicago hopes they've struggled in, in numerous playoff games, at least that first first or second round, but they're putting a nice season together this year. Straight ahead on third and four. It'll be just short of the first down. It'll be fourth and one. Of course, the offense will stay on the field for Knox with 12 and a half minutes left here in the fourth quarter, 42-7. to seven. That's Scott's 23-yard line. Looks like the Scots are headed to the Cousin Subs Bowl. Next week, we'll have that on right here on WRAM. Had that bowl game last year. It snowed. I think it snowed during the game. Straight ahead. Ooh, he got him a second effort, maybe. It's going to be really close. This is just going to be where it's spotted here. Boy, that's right on the line. Yeah, they're going to wave it. Oh, they're waving it. They're waving it quick. Now, let's go ahead and get this thing going. Officials say, thinking to themselves, well, Knox runs it a lot. We'll run some clock off here. Let's <laughs> give the first down. I'm interested. I'm really interested to see. Of course, Coach Brown's not going to rub rub anything in, but he's also going to have his let his team have some fun here in this fourth quarter. I'm interested to see what the Scots do once they get back on offense. They do have another game to play next week. Not that it, it means anything in the whole scheme of things, but well, and let's be honest, the offense hasn't looked as sharp the last. Oh yeah, we're on the turf. Williams is just. Thrown down like a rag doll by uh, Nick Serrano. Serrano, man, you've been calling it all day today. Yes, he has had a whale of a ball game. You're exactly right. That was a that was a bear hug, and, it, and we're not talking <laughs> the bear hug you give your grandmother. It's like a like an alligator when it spins over when it's got something. <laughs> boom! The death spin is that what they call yeah, it? Yeah, the death spin. Second and eleven now after the yard loss. And so we're right at eleven minutes now. Williams, swing back in motion, takes a that reverse, a little reverse there. Side reverse to Owen Beaver. He's gotten quite a few carries, actually, in this ball game. Well, and, and if he hadn't fumbled that football um, at midfield there a couple couple possessions ago, that was a good game he had. Yeah. Just put the ball on the turf. and Boy, Knox had like three or four turnovers there right in a row that just has really turned this game upside down for them. Yeah, it really – it, like, again, folks, this was 14 to seven Scots with a seven point lead, and they were pinned deep inside their own, inside the five. 
ended up getting out of that with a big, that was the big play to uh, Bergen or Nate Thornton? Nate, and, well, then Carter Boyer's nice oh, little Oh, Boyer's, yeah, yeah, Boyer's big run. That's right, yeah, yeah. Now Williams will keep at the 10. It's a first down for the Prairie Fire. It'll be first and goal to go on a nice run there by Cale Williams. The Prairie Fire coming into this one, what, three and six? Correct. Uh, my sheet here. Yep, there. Oops. Wrong sheet. There were three and six coming in. It'll be first and goal to go from the 10. Oh, here, it's right, sitting right in front of me, yeah. Knox, three and six overall, three and five in conference play. Oh, <laughs> Williams did, yeah, Williams ran right into Anthony Zakalkas. Same kind of thing where he just turned, turns to his right, and there's a big old 99 just waiting for him. So that's a triple option we call it invert. So what the invert is, you show the fullback fake one direction, and it's an inside move to the other side. So basically what you're doing is faking left to the fullback, and the foot footwork is, you are turning inside, and, and if that, that end is not blocked or if he reads it coming down, you're not going to have fun as a quarterback. <laughs> That's happened a couple times a day because when he's turned, nothing but Anthony Sakaka staring him right in the face. Second and goal to go from the 12. Rolling right is Williams under pressure. Now he's going to roll back to his left. Still under pressure. Will pull up and throw and throws a pick at the three-yard line. Up the sidelines is Tomaski. <laughs> Here he goes. He's moving it away. <laughs> and Knox gets the, gets the recovery at the 48. Tomoski on his way to the end zone for the second time today. Picked up a fumble. I'm only laughing because he had a goal line looking at him, and that's all he had. <laughs> He's getting a big, big hug there from uh, Jeremiah Glenn Lewis Charles. <laughs> He made a nice pick at the three, and, boy, he was headed up that sideline again. He just gives it a wave off. That's the second time today Tomaski has. That's good as a punt, right? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what you want to talk about there. <laughs> well, the, uh, here's the thing. The Prairie Fire had first and goal to go at the 10. Now they've got first and 10 at their own 40, or the Scott's 47, following the fumble after the pick and surely they're going to run some clock here so maybe that's one of the that's things. not that's not helping the scots turnover margin which no. is amazingly minus one on this great season they've got going on and we're still minus one in the turnover category they just can't see it. and talking to coach brown we just can't hang on to interceptions we just cannot hang on to or you hang on to it then you just couldn't hang on to it later down the field Game Boy. of one there for Knox. The, the engine that could. He, once he got going, he was – he was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he rumbles, man. Yeah, he was he rumbling rumbles. pretty good along, along the sidelines there, but uh, went to tuck it away. It isn't like he even got hit. He went to tuck it away in the other hand as the as the fundamentally sound ball carrier that Tomas <laughs> sure. is. He was switching hands, and as soon as he did, the ball just popped in the air. <laughs> That's, we, haven't seen a, we haven't seen him take off like that in a long time. He had two today. Yeah, he's still straight ahead. Nowhere to go. Harden that nice, nice job making the tackle. They gave him a, they gave him a great spot down to the forty-three yard line. And we're looking right down the line. I didn't wow. see him get to that. No, point. that far guy, the uh, far side official on the uh, Knox sideline, that was about a full yard off. Actually, the near side linesman had it spotted and moved over to meet the other guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we we're. Uh, I didn't see that spot. 
Third and six, though, for Knox, nearing the halfway point, just under the halfway point of the fourth quarter. I will tell you, though, in triple option football, I've been running down the sidelines, and they blew it dead because of fake to the fullback. (laughs) You know, and I turned around this again. I could run back then a little bit. But back in that day, it was like, what are they calling the – Oh, nice catch. Yeah, Williams made a nice catch. Oh, he's going to fumble it away. Demosky had, had another chance to pick it up. And it goes through his hands to Knox. He is just having a day. He's not even looking at the Miles College sideline. Nope. He's just like, don't, don't give me any trouble. That could, <laughs> that could have been his third turnover today. That would have been two, two an interception and two fumble recoveries. But it's fourth and three now for Knox. After, uh, boy, that's a nice play by Williams, too avoid the sack a couple of times and actually get positive yards off on, on a pass play. But that's the most frustrating part about this offense is you didn't <laughs> hand it to the fullback and they're blown in dead because the fullback got tackled. And the, uh, I remember your fakes out. going to a high school football game one time where it happened in a playoff game where the officials, they were literally rolling right is Williams on fourth and three, throws down the field, caught. First down and more for Knox down to the inside the 15-yard line. Nice, nice run after the catch there by the Prairie Fire. The uh, the officials were so fooled they were pulling guys off the pile trying to find the ball. The quarterback standing about 30 yards down the field had already blown it in, holding the ball up, and they're trying to pull people out of the pile. Yeah, it's the and it's a dead ball. They have to call it back where the pile was. First down for the Prairie Fire at the Scots 15. Nice run after the catch there. 5.50 on the fourth quarter clock. 42-7. Scots trying to run their winning streak to 24 over Knox in the annual bronze turkey game. Tomofsky on the tackle. 135th year next year over at, uh, over at Knox. Getting close, getting closer to that 150 mark. They're bringing Tomofsky off the field here. <laughs> He see, should be getting the big let's see if he gets razzed. He might get razzed a little bit. <laughs> no? Yeah, he's a pretty big fella. Yeah, he's I wouldn't, not, I wouldn't mess with him. No, no. I would wait for – I would let the time – I'd let it settle a little bit before I gave him any kind of grease. Second and five for Knox on the Scots 10. Straight oh, ahead man. and still moving inside the – Five down to the one-yard line. It's going to be just a yard short, and now there's a player down at the nine-yard line for Knox, and they're signaling some guys out real quick. Serrano just lit up the fullback right there, but they gave it to the belly option, and that's that's been their most successful play is the belly option. Of course, the quarterback belly follow was the other touchdown that they had, the lone touchdown they had today. So that, that play's worked very well for them. This would be a... Uh, Significant score for for Knox. It's been since 2012 since the Prairie Fire have put more than 10 points on the board against the Scots. 49-35 back in 2012, 42-7 right now. So again, this would be be a significant score. They haven't scored more than 10 since 2012. Well, if you look at their, you know, they're allowing what 15.6 points a game, or they're scoring 15.6 points a game and allowing 35. So this is right on pace to what their their averages are for the season. A couple of big runs here for uh, for Knox in this ball game. Other than that, just take out the two big runs. It's just been two, three, four yards of pop and. 
The Scouts' rushing defense is tied for 40th in the nation at 94 yards a game. I don't know. It's kind of hard to figure if Knox has gotten to 94. Yeah, one big chunk there. Yeah. And that was on that quarterback carry that yeah. we follow that they run uh, to the left side there and actually gain the momentum, gain, gain a lot of momentum uh, in this game or to the 14-7 deficit at that point in time. First and goal to go from the two now for the Prairie Fire. And blowing <laughs> that play up and taking down Williams was Sakakis, right? Anthony Sakakis. Holy I, cow. I'll let you explain that one. He jumped over the fullback and got the quarterback, right? Yeah, I thought Troy Polamalu had jumped on the field. Uh, the we had to bring up Pittsburgh Steelers <laughs> in the next. This <laughs> Polamalu jumped the entire line at one point in his career. That's back to the four-yard line. Scott's going to hold them out here. They haven't given up more than 10 points to the Prairie Fire since 2012. <laughs> <laughs> now the pitch. And fumbled, fumbled and they're not going to do it now. The Scouts are going to pick for, up the uh, ball. Was it Tomoski? No, Derek Chandler with, an, with a uh, fumble recovery. He got the fumble recovery. I couldn't see who got the strip. Well, what do you mean a strip? He... And a boy, former Mammoth Roseville Titan, Derek Chandler, got a start today. Got a start today. With Michael and Lord being hurt. And he's had a couple big plays. Yeah. And, and obviously Michael Lord's handing the baton maybe to him a little bit with Michael Lord getting ready to graduate from from Mammoth College. And we wish him the best of luck in his career uh, path that he's got going on. But he's done a nice job here on the football field. And we've called his name numerous times throughout this, this year and, and in years past. Chandler got a uh... – Nice uh, high five from Nick Harris when he came off the field. Harris, the uh, senior, I'm sure taking Derek under his wing here a little bit. Well, that's going to keep the uh, Prairie Fire out of. And now on the run is McCade Brooks out to the 24, 25-yard line. When you talk old, well, talk about the extracurricular, uh, I think Nate Thornton's had enough of uh, <laughs> number 12. So that's 12 on 12 there. Well, Colin Meyer. Yeah, I'll let you call that name. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they've, they've had enough of one another today, and Thornton put him about five rows deep. <laughs> now they're going to match up again here. It's 3.30 on the clock. Scott's taking all the time off the clock they can. Want to get it down to where they have the ball last. And I think Coach Braun's probably going to do a little bit of out Yep, there. he's going to have a senior posturing moment here at some point in time where – you just want to kind of honor the seniors. I'm always interested on who takes the snap for the seniors. Yeah. It's always fun to see who's going to be the uh, quarterback in that alignment. Well, Derek Brown got the touchdown. You know, that's one of yeah. those things we didn't ever think we'd call a lineman no. named Derek Brown making a – a nice throwback play there. He went in almost untouched. Granted, it was only, what, a couple yards, but still. Straight ahead out to the 39-yard line. It'll be second and six. We're under three minutes to go now. Let's pick up a couple first downs where we can need this thing out. We need just one first down because I don't think Knox has any kind of interest in taking any timeouts here. Yeah, I would. Man, if they call a timeout, that would be. Yeah, they call a timeout, we might be going deep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We might be. Uh, Why wouldn't you? <laughs> right. Boyer still in taking the snaps to McCabe Brooks out over the 30 to the 32 yard line. It'll be. About three yards short. Here you go. Here's the seniors. Three and the seniors coming. There's 23 of them, so they might have to take two snaps. Bishop coming off the field. It looks like um, Bergeron. 
Braden Deem, the sophomore quarterback, is Deem's in now from Rockridge. Just a uh, just a sophomore. Heard a turkey call out here. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's what we need here in the booth: the turkey call for this game. Deem takes the snap on third and three. Straight ahead. First down. Got the first down out over the 35. Just needed to get to the 35, and he got there. Nate Rublick. So that will get it down to uh, knee territory. More seniors coming out now. Taking the spots on the offensive line. Now, is this something you practice during the week? Or are you just telling them to go in and do stuff? This week you do, because I see Tomofsky out there. Uh, you got Who's taking the snap here for this? Jeremiah, Glenn, Lewis, Charles. Nice. The law firm. Firm of, get to take, he's getting to take, to take one of the knees, at least. I've tried to see, I, we've tried to get him to call an interception, right? What do they <laughs> He, 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 drop the, he might drop the snap after watching him try to intercept football. <laughs> yeah, true. Nick, Nick Harris is out there. Oh, there we go. There's some more seniors coming out here. Uh, going across and giving a big hug for uh, Monmouth College was uh, T.J. Schroeder, senior. He's been in a lot of these Turkey Bowl battles. He went went over and uh, shook hands with one of the Cole linemen. Coleman is shaking hands with the Knox guys. And they put it, they told him to go back to the offensive line. Who's taking this snap? Is it Charles again? Can't tell. Spin around there. Nope, that was Nick Obsaint that took that snap. No, 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 no. We might have two ones. The Endicott. Caleb Endicott. Oh, Endicott. Yep, yep, yep. 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 Or, or saying he's a fifth-year player, so it could be Obstain. both ones. Is there Obstain two number ones standing right? Yeah, that's illegal, right? Yes, it is. Normally, week. that's illegal. That's a flag. And take another snap here, and then that's, that'll do it. Nate Thornton <laughs> running a deep route. Doing it knowing he wasn't going to get the ball, but well, that's going to end it, folks. The, the streak continues. 24 straight Turkey Bowl wins for the Monmouth College Fighting Scots. They will end the regular season at 8-2 and two overall and 8-1 and one in the Midwest Conference. Uh, Illinois College had a huge lead, 49-6, to six, I think, at the uh, half. So they're going to win the Midwest Conference uh, Championship in a tiebreaker head-to-head over, over IC. And uh, so they'll move on to the NCAA playoffs. The Scots will move on to the Cousin Subs Bowl next week. Uh, tune into the sports report this week, and we'll give you more details on uh, on that game coming up uh, next Saturday. We'll take a three minute break. Come back for the post game show. Your final score: forty two seven, Monmouth over Knox. Welcome back to April Zorn Memorial Stadium as the uh, Scots all taking pictures. They got the Turkey Bowl down there. Surely they got the Turkey Bowl trophy, the bronze the bronze statue out there. Maybe it wasn't stolen this time around. As Lance yeah, it actually, yeah. And I see the Midwest Conference sign out there. You are officially co champs of the Midwest Conference, which I'd totally forgotten about. Yes. You lose the tiebreaker, obviously, to go to, to be the representative of Midwest Conference, but you're considered a co-champion. Congratulations, Coach Brown. Yes, and we kind of quickly forget that, right? I mean, yeah. It's... Do the press box down on that end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the second time somebody tried to give us stuff here. I just hey, took it and it's a belt drove away or something. Good point. No, but yeah, more importantly, what a nice season they put together. We talked about how potent the offense is, and we, we quickly forget that Warburg, who they had off the first part of the season, what a what a draw that was because they're only the number three team in the nation. Um, but the defense that they have going on over there at Warburg held, well, I was in hold, 
held, but Monmouth College had 35 points against them in the first game of the year, has only allowed 58 points since then. So that, that speaks volumes of how good the Monmouth College offense really is. And, and we talk about how quickly this game turned upside down. Yeah, Knox turned it over. Knox had a punt snap go, go awry. But Monmouth College started putting in the end zone to take advantage of those turnovers right after that. Yeah, I, I think uh, uh, this was a pretty – I mean, if you're looking from the Knox side, this was a pretty darn good ball game to, what, mid-third? I mean, you have this 14-7. Uh, scouts were pinned deep. So, I mean, Coach Phillips is, is doing some good things. It just got away from him quick. And it's one of those things to teach a team is how to win. Well, what Coach Brown talked about in the pregame last week with Lake Forest, got to play the three sides of the of, – or three, what what do you call it, the intricates of the game, that uh, not only do the offense side of the ball, the defense side of the ball, but special teams is, is really important, really valued, and really understated at times on how quick that, quickly one thing goes awry on that, that it turns the score upside down. And, and in this particular game, it certainly did. Laird's Collision Center sponsors our post-game show. Laird's Collision Center, professional auto body repair services, drivers trust. trust call them at 734-1949. We'll take a look at the final stats brought to you by Spears and Spears Law Office at 201 West Broadway in Monmouth for estate planning, trust, and family law. Well, you got, uh, you know, Knox obviously was on the, the – bad end of the scoreboard being down 42-7, but rushing yards were quite similar, and, and that's what Knox brings to the game with the triple option threat. But Williams had 23 carries, 126 yards, surpassed not only the 1,000-yard uh, mark uh, as far as on the ground goes, but also got past 1,100 in, this, you know, in, in his uh, season. So, you know, hats off to him and what he does for their offense. Haas had 13 carries, 49 yards. Henderson, three carries, 39 yards. And Bieber, five Five carries for 16. Uh, Williams was 6 of 13 for 111. That's just not his game. It's more in the running game. But uh, Bird had three catches, I think two of which were on that last drive right before halftime for 39 yards. Hawes had one catch for 66 yards, and that was uh, when they were pinned deep in their territory. And I think they turned it over right after that. Um, and then Laws. Hawes, Laws, you got a bunch of names there that are all quite similar. <laughs> Had one catch, four yards, Beaver, one catch, three yards. So that completes Knox that, that line. McKay Brooks, who's going to be returning next year, two yards shy of 100 yards, but he had 20 carries, 98 yards, and two TDs. Boyer, 10, 10 carries, 79 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Rublik, uh, hey, I know you're going to be just floored by this, but he got in the end zone today. <laughs> Real no way. Six carries, uh, 41 yards. What <laughs> of his consecutive game streak is for getting in there. Yeah, I know. So. Bergeron, nice day. He had that nice catch in the first half for 75-yard touchdown, but four catches, 130. Uh, Bishop, three catches, 153. Nate Thornton uh, had the long catch for one you know, one catch for 46 yards and a phantom uh, offensive interference call that you and I talked about for, I think, what, the whole third <laughs> quarter. Uh, but, no. More importantly, and I want to, and I want to bring this up because it obviously was a disciplined defense game. Nick Serrano, you're able to use that, 14 tackles. Holy seven, cow. Seven unassisted. So that means seven assisted, obviously, but .5 on the sacks, two and a half for tackle for losses, which coming into the game, Mom's College was nationally ranked in all kinds of categories. Tackle for losses was one of them. They certainly didn't disappoint today. I, I'm, I'm just looking at the top four. There was two and a half tackles for losses, three and a half by Sakakis, one by Tomoski, two by Tevin Baker, tackle for loss. So when you have that, especially when and Knox College brings that offense to the 
to the forefront with their triple option threat. You get them behind the sticks, and we talked about that. They're in trouble. You that you said that early on. That's normally you see a defensive back in there or something when you we look at your tackles at the end of the ball game. This is all guys right up there where you said they needed to be the ones that make the tackles. Yes, and and they certainly did. Uh, there was a couple of plays that didn't go the way uh, Monmouth College had it all drawn up, but for the most part, consistency level wise, they did did what they needed to do. And and like I said, they never faced us the whole year and. All of last year, you never faced a triple option threat, and here you have it against Knox College, and and obviously Knox is by 10, 10, 11 games in the season, they're running their offense and they're doing it to a high scale. So give compliments to that defensive front once again. Uh, Nick Serrano, uh, again, called his name a lot today and called his name occasionally throughout the season. A, a solid season for him, but uh, you know, senior day, fifth-year guy, he stepped up. Well, he's got my game ball. I'm, I'm letting the secret out a little bit. <laughs> and Tomofsky, we got to give him a game ball. You're right. Like, hey, you know what I got to give him a game ball? Tell him to hold on to it. I was going to say, this, <laughs> hey, hold on to this one. Well, yeah, hold uh, on to this one. Yeah, if, if for your listeners didn't catch the whole game, Tomofsky had a could have been a scoop in the score. He could have had a pick six. He fumbled that pick six. And uh, he had another opportunity or two to pick, pick it up. Pick up at least a fumble. Yeah. 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 All kidding aside, Tomofsky <laughs> had a heck of a game as well. Not only on the defensive side, side of the ball, but he had a couple plays in the uh, special team. Before we get to our player of the game, we'll give you a score update around the Midwest Conference, brought to you by Security Savings Bank, part of your community, part of your life, member FDIC. Again, the final score here, 42-7, to Monmouth over Knox. Illinois College, mid-third quarter, 56-7, to Illinois over Beloit. So Illinois is going to win the uh, tiebreaker. Illinois College is going to win the tiebreaker over Monmouth, 20-17. to 17. Boy, you'd just like to have that one back. Yeah. Every coach would like to have one back, but, man, I'd like to have that well, one back. Well, Caden and I like to have that fourth quarter back. <laughs> yeah, I still forgot to bring it. We to never the... got to bring it to the <laughs> listeners because uh, we got shut <laughs> off. But, uh, yeah, you'd like that game back. And, I'm, unfortunately, you didn't think week five or week four or whatever that was would play a big factor in how the end of the season unfolds. But, yeah, somehow, some way it did. Interesting ball game. Uh, Lake Forest and University of Chicago. That was the first and third teams in the in the uh, preseason coaches poll. I got the under. Fifteen uh, fourteen. You would have been right. Fifteen fourteen. Chicago leading Lake Forest. Still five minutes left, but probably not going to be a scoring flurry. I'm guessing in that final five minutes. Probably not. So uh, forty eight to twenty, ripping over Lawrence, and then forty four to twenty, Cornell over Grinnell. Cornell, what a what a nice season. They're going to end up. Uh, they're going to end up six and three in conference play. And six and four overall, nice season by Cornell. Well, exactly. And we talked about those middle pack teams early in the, on the season, how they would make a step maybe to be a preseason challenge uh, for all voters next year. And obviously, I see is going to get their votes now, which they haven't had a share of that. And certainly now, Cornell's got to be a team kind of got to look at. All right, let's get to our player of the game, brought to you by Clark and Glasgow Law Office, representing clients in a wide range of criminal defense matters. Visit ClarkandGlasgowLaw.com. Who's our player of the game? All right, let's get out of the bag tonight with Nick Serrano in the game. He played with 14 tackles, two and a half for uh, losses, and he had a half of a sack. I'm also going to uh, – hey, this is our budget, right? Give another <laughs> right. game out to Tomoski because uh, with his uh, possibly, well, his second-to-last game uh, with the bowl game next week. But uh, – the way he's played uh, throughout this year, he deserves a little bit of that. I'm also going to give a third one. Carter Boyer showed leadership in that and actually just turned the game around. Obviously, the high snap did as well. But his leadership, we've never – we talked about it all year. We talked about what he brings to the huddle. We talked about what he brings to the quarterback position. But I really think he made steps in that leadership role all throughout the season and into his career. But uh, 
more importantly in this game in the second half, I thought what he did with that run, that just put it, it kind of gave the old Mo back to Mammoth, and then never relinquished it after that. Knox had had all of the momentum. The sideline was was uh, was was rocking over there. I know the stands people were standing in the stands over there, and then all of a sudden it just got quiet. Yeah, they were playing "We Are the Champions" over there and headbutting <laughs> and and chest bumping. Sorry, I'm getting objective again, aren't I? But more importantly, it was the turning point in the game because Knox had a little bit of momentum, had a lot of momentum, and 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 deservingly so because the way they played up to that point. But once one thing went wrong, boy, it just rolled downhill for them. And that's going to bring uh, that's going to bring uh, uh, well, I was going to say the end of the coverage. No, we got the, the Cousin Subs Bowl game next week up in Wisconsin. We'll have that right here on WRAM. Did you name that bowl by the way? Um, no, I did name? not. I have, I have no idea where that came from. Um, it snowed off and on there last year. I, I got a chance to do that one. Um, I hopefully will be doing basketball and hopefully maybe doing one of your games yeah, next I week. Hope, you I hope so as this well. will be our last broadcast together yeah. this season. Yeah, I'm going to be on the other side of the of the desk. Right. You'd be the guy I'm talking about now instead of talking with. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, watch it. I might have the last say so in that. That's true. That's true. That's <laughs> true. So uh, good luck to your your Eight Town Tornado girls basketball team this week. They're at the Rover Ridgewood. Williams Field, Chicago, St. Louis, Peoria tournament. There's a whole bunch of cities well, that play and, that out. And I want to take a moment to just give an appreciation to you because, you know, the listeners out there not only get to hear my my uh, dumbness at, at the sport, but more importantly, just what you bring to college football college and, and high school thro- um, throughout the, the year, whatever season it is. I know you're always on the run. In fact, you're going to be on the run to a mom's college girls basketball game. Yeah, I'm doing some um, PA work so later today. Get out of his way, folks. He's going to Glenny. So get out of his it won't way. be as I'll fast a trip as I had to make I'll last Glenny. week. I'll I'll Glenny. Glenny. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there we go. Yeah, it won't be as quick a trip as I made this time last Saturday headed out to Sunny Lane. But. but more importantly, we really appreciate that. As a former athlete, I know how special it was to me, and I know how special it is to these athletes and, and the moms and dads, aunts and uncles that can't make the game. We sure uh, we sure enjoy doing it. I know you and I have a good time bringing, bringing Scott's football to the fans and, and and I'll be turning things over uh, more than likely to Caden Rogers, who's board hopping today. Caden uh, and you work together. I work with Caden on, on a Scots game, so he's gonna he's gonna bring it home for us next week. That poor the, uh, guy. Subs, yeah. subs bowl. <laughs> uh, I will hopefully be uh, out about doing some basketball next week because basketball season kicks in on the PCSN this week. Your final score: forty-two to seven. The Scots defeat the Knox College Prairie Fire for the twenty-fourth straight time in the Turkey Bowl. Thanks for listening to Scott's Football. Tune in to the Sports Report next week. We'll give you more details on the uh, on the uh, Cousin Subs Bowl next Saturday. And again, congratulations to Coach Braun and the Fighting Scots for sharing a Midwest Conference championship. Congratulations, Coach Braun. I'm Sean Temple for Brent Dugan and Caden Rogers. Thanks for listening to Scott's Football. Have a great rest of your weekend.